Player prop. Joe, guys, this is episode 66. We got Valerie Reed with us tonight. Let me go ahead and introduce you, uh, which you probably already know, our panel. We got Linda Anderson. She's our cheerleader, and she's also a moderator in the background. We also got uh, uh, Jade and Eric. They're in the background, too. Paramotor Co. and uh, ParamotorGirl.com. They're going to help us in the background with moderating. We also have uh, Jim. Thank you very much for joining us. Never trust the skinny chef Shane. He's going to tell us some jokes. And he's also going to moderate. And if there's any questions in the chat, he's uh, going to let us know what the questions are. So we might just pop up and say, hey, we got a question. We also got PPG Tommy in the house. Welcome, PPGTommy.com. JP Tulo, he's our tech guy. He's going to be putting your name in the spinning wheel thing, a spinning wheel of Winnie things. And we're going to spin at 7.30 and at 8 o'clock. Make sure you say hi to JP Tulo in the house. And, of course, our guest tonight. The one that you came here for to listen to and listen to about the uh, the SIV course, we got Valerie Reed. Welcome to the show, Valerie. Thanks. <laughs> so, Valerie, you went to an SIV course, but before we start talking about this, tell us a little bit about your background and how you got into paramotors. Uh, well, I first got into paramotors when um, my boyfriend showed me videos of it last spring, and I didn't even know that it existed, and I was... I guess I caught the bug, was super excited to see it. Um, and I'd always thought, like I'd gone, grown up around planes and I thought, well, I'm gonna learn to fly eventually. I just didn't know when or how, and I never even knew that paramotoring existed until seeing that, so. We got your bio in the description down below. So if you haven't checked, uh, check out our bio down below. She has a couple of places that you might want to check out, which is her Instagram, Facebook, and youtube so if you go to paramotorguest.com that's actually her youtube channel now you said that you also do something else uh, on the side you do some pictures of the universe or something on your instagram tell us a little bit about that oh um do some astrophotography and then um, scuba diving that is so cool so we're going to be able to talk to you about a bunch of cool things uh, is there anything else uh, that, that that you do i mean you sound like a very interesting person um, no, that's about it. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, let's go ahead and start talking about Paramotor since this is PPG Grandpa's Paramotor Podcast, also known as ClearProp TV. And you can also listen to us at paratalk.org. Now, where did you go to school and how did you like that? As far, um, as, para, as, far as paramotoring. Yeah. Yeah. Team Fly Halo um, went July of 2020. And um, yeah, it was great. Learned a lot. Got in the air. So. What was interesting is um, one thing when I was there tr at training, I remember as we were practicing kiting, I was kind of getting frustrated with kiting. I was like, well, I'm going to have a motor on my back anyway. And I remember Boyd saying, you fly the wing, not the motor. I was like, oh, good point. So um, I've practiced a lot of kiting since then and have done um, 53 flights since training. So Wow. What kind of wing do you have? Um, have a Link 2 Niviak. It's a beginner wing technically, but it is a kind of a reflexy wing. So it has well, reflex-like characteristics officially. <laughs> it's a great I'm wing. Right. It's a great wing. I fly the same one. Oh, really? Cool. Yeah. Yeah. What, what size wing do you fly? Pardon? What size wing do you fly? Um, it's 21 meters. 21 meters. I'm sorry if you said it, but I, I didn't, I didn't hear. Um, and what kind of motor do you have? I have a mini plane top 80, which I love. Oh. 
because it's very light. <laughs> well, that's cool. And now in class, did they tell you how to uh, break it down and, and maintenance it? Um, kind of. Um, I will say that when I first got it, we, um, I used theirs, not mine. And so then when I got back, I actually, my first two flights were motor outs because um, the leveling meter on the carb wasn't the right space. So that was interesting, but they, they helped me a ton afterwards. So it got, got it flying again. I did not know that you had two motor routes. We got to talk about those real quick before we continue. Okay. Um, I mean, you know, because a lot of people, you know, they fly for a while and they, they never have a motor out. And then, you know, after, you know, many, many hours of flying, also they have a motor out and then they're like, what, what, this is so crazy. But you headed out, what, within the my first? first two. So we got back from training and then we broke in. Well, my boyfriend has a scout, so he broke his in oh. and I broke mine in. And then we found a safe place to fly locally and some other local paramotorists here. And they met us at the ultralight friendly location, Arlington Airport. And um, it took me three tries to get in the air the first time after training. Um, but I had about a 45 minute flight. And luckily, as I was coming back to the airport, the, mo the motor went out. I was like, well, I won't say out loud what I was thinking, but I was like, oh, no. <laughs> so then I was immediately like, OK, but you know, you got this, you just got to land into the wind, you're, you're at the airport. So, um, and then I honestly thought that maybe I accidentally killed the kill switch because I mean, I'm a new pilot. So maybe I killed the kill switch. And then the next flight, the weather was good. So we went flying the very next day and took off and I had a motor out after about one minute and I knew I hadn't killed the kill switch. Oh my so. goodness. So one minute, how high were you? What was your altitude on that? Uh, one? I was only about 50, a hundred feet. The, the second one, the first one, I was maybe 300 feet, 400 feet. So that first one with three or three or 400 feet, you had plenty of time to circle around, yeah. uh, line up, get into the wind. How was your landing? Um, both landings were okay. I mean, I wasn't, I didn't land on my feet. I landed on my knees, but I didn't injure myself or my equipment. <laughs> well, that's good. We, we don't yeah. need any, any, any injuries. That's for sure. And your second one, what you, you took off. And you're about 50 feet up in the air, and then all of a sudden it stopped, right? Did you have that yeah. surge? Did you go down? Did you have plenty of space? What, what happened? Um, I, I had space, and I just went straight, and I just landed. So I was still headed into the wind. Okay. Yeah. So you landed perfectly fine. Yeah. Oh. Well, that's good. That's mm -hmm. really good. So how, how many days did you, um, did you train? What, what was your training? Um, it was nine days. So it was nine a full days. week, and then the weekends on the front and back end. Okay. And then you said a full week mm -hmm. and then the weekends and how many flights did you get in? Um, I kind of lost count cause we did quite a few touch and goes, but, um, probably about 25, 23, 23 to 25. Okay. Well, um, we got, uh, a, a question in the chat. Um, Shane, did you want to ask that question or you want me to answer it or ask it? Well, I was just waiting. <clears throat> um, okay. So Chris Thomas wants to know for Valerie, um, how many more uh, videos from your SIV course um, have you have you uploaded or planning on uploading? I'm I'm finished. I did six, okay. and the last one I uploaded yesterday. Very nice. Yeah. yeah. 
Okay. And we're going to be showing those in a little bit. If you guys do not know, you can go to paramotorguest.com and see all of her paramotor shenanigans on her YouTube page. But we're going to be showing a little bit here in just a moment um, after we are done with the, the initial interview here with uh, her school. Now, you went to school in July of 2020. Mm-hmm. You were there for about 10 days or so. Um, you had numerous flights, and then you thought to yourself, you know what, I want to feel what it feels like to, to pull a frontal and fall. So you decided to get on the horn, uh, called up an SIV school, and you went down to, uh, to do an SIV. Um, from July of 2020, what month, how many months did it take for you to go to an SIV course? Um, went to an SIV course in October, so July, so basically three months later. Do you feel that you did a, um, you feel like going on an SIV course after three months of going to school is good? Did you feel like you learned anything? Well, I think for me, it was a fabulous decision um, because I really wanted to increase my bump tolerance because I was feeling kind of nervous in the air where there would be a little bit of a bump. (laughs) So, um, and then our instructor at Team Fly Halo had recommended an SIV course um, and that it would improve our flying. So I feel like I learned more in two days at the SIV course than I would have in two years flying on my own. It made me feel so much more comfortable, so much more confident in the air. Um, So personally, I would recommend it. But I mean, everybody progresses at different rates, but I I was really glad I went. I learned a ton. (laughs) I agree with you. Um, I waited six months before I went to my first SIV course. And I felt like, you know, I, I mean, my wingovers, my wingovers were just small S turns after the after the SIV course. I'm like, that was not even a, a, an S turn. I mean, that wasn't even a wingover. That was a small S turn. And my bump tolerance was was amazing. Matter of fact, not too long after my SIV course, I started doing midday flying. I felt so comfortable with my wing, and you feel really comfortable with your wing too, right? I mean, you pulled your A's, you, you, and I mean, you, you pulled your A's and all of a sudden went pop right back out, right? I mean, go ahead and explain uh, about your, uh, your SIV course. What are some of the things that you did and, and how did they feel as far as like uh, feeling comfortable? Well, I think the main thing is just seeing how well the wing recovers itself, um, how hard it is to collapse, how much force you have to pull. Mm-hmm. And then the other thing is how, even if half your wing is collapsed, you can still fly on the other half actually, um, just quote, just fine. You know, granted, I didn't have a paramotor at the course. So, um, you know, heavier with the paramotor, obviously. Um, and, um, the other thing I learned is I really should be looking at the wing (laughs) when these things happen. Um, because I didn't look at the wing a lot during the SIV course. And I actually learned a lot by going through the footage and, making the videos because then I was seeing what my inputs did to the wing, um, which was helpful. And I wish I would have been looking at the wing more during the course, but. I mean, it's pretty amazing. I mean, right now you, you pulled uh, half your wing is just flopping in the, in the wind and you're able to turn and, and fly and do whatever you want to. I mean, so most people, when they first start off, they're scared to death of what you're doing right now or scared to death of their wing, you know, doing that. But how did you feel? Did you even feel like you were falling or anything? Or, or how did uh, you no. feel? No, actually, I felt just fine. Um, I think because I was under instruction and learning, 
Um, but I felt really stable. It didn't feel like I was going down that quickly. How hard was it to pull a frontal? Cause it looks like you grabbed your A's and you're trying to pull down. And you it just was really hit. hard to pull that frontal. And in fact, my right hand, I think came down, my right arm was stronger than my left. So the right came down a bit. Um, but it, it had to use a lot of force. So now that you've been to an SIV course, do you feel like it's going to be like, it'd be really difficult for your wing to, to give out and you fall to the, to the ground? Like I'm sure most newbies think about it's like, man, I, I, I don't want to, to have my wing fall out from underneath me and, and just fall to the ground. I mean, look at what it takes to collapse that. And as soon as you're done pulling, it just goes right back. Mm -hmm. now, yeah, your... I, I, I can't really describe how much more confident it made me feel. Um, Cause before I was, I felt nervous being in there, even though it was fun. And I, right. I, I felt nervous about, Oh, Oh. Um, but afterwards I felt a lot more solid. Yeah. It, it really is amazing. Um, and, and feeling the G forces too. Like after you pull that frontal and it catches that air and you're like, and you feel that G force. Is pretty yeah, that was really too. surprising. I, I screamed a couple times pretty loudly. Yeah, I, <laughs> hey, Sean, we got a question in the chat. Uh, yes. How soon after training do you think someone should consider SIV? This is a group thought. Um, anyone in the group who flies that has not done an SIV. So, <clears throat> Valerie, how, how long were you flying before you went to SIV? I think that was already been asked, correct? Yeah, I was flying about three months. Um, that's probably on the early side, but I, I, I guess I think it's a personal choice and everybody has a different answer for, but I'm, I'm glad I went when I did. Right. Like your bump tolerance. It, after I got done with my course, it, it really made a different pilot out of me. It made a better pilot and uh, I couldn't be thank more thankful that uh, I went and did it. I actually went back a second time and did it the second time and I learned even more. Mm -hmm. What are we looking at? Oh, this is the reserve throw, which really because of the camera angle, you could barely even see that I threw the reserve. It was very gentle, but of course I wasn't under any distress. So um, it was very hard to disable the wing there and I was also actually looking forward to being in the water because as a scuba diver, I thought, oh, I'll just float peacefully in the water. It'll be great. <laughs> no. That couldn't have been further from the truth. Boy, with all those lines, I mean, um, it was a challenge. And so I think the other thing I learned, well, don't fly over water. Um, and I don't ever plan to fly over water. If I ever find myself going into water, I'm going to start disconnecting my harness before I hit the water because I, that was... I see that you're not pulling in your lines to, to create that stall ball. Um, yeah, I should have been more aggressive with that. <laughs> yeah. It's harder than it looks. I'll, I'll just hop in and say that. Um, if you don't mind, I don't know if it you guys is. can hear me. Uh, it is. Yeah. yeah you got to imagine there's a lot of wind and that's a lot of fabric. It's pulling on you. If you imagine just like when your wings open, if you try and pull that in, you're not lifting your own wing up. It's it's pulling away from you with almost as much force. Uh, that's the whole idea why you want to pull it in so you're not downplaning. But uh, 
that was the first thing I remember thinking when uh, I had my reserve tops was that it's not as easy as it looks. You, you think you can just wind it in, you know, like nothing, but uh, it wasn't so happening many, Yeah, so many things are going through your head when, you, when you're when you going down on a reserve, like where am I going down? You know, where's this? You know, where am I? How high am I? I mean, your mind is going a million miles an hour. Mm -hmm. uh, Brian Waller asked a question. Uh, what all maneuvers did you perform on your first three toes? On the first three toes, um, frontals, deflations, well, I guess asymmetric collapses, um, and throwing the reserve was the third or fourth flight. So that was, that was basically all yeah, frontals and, um, asymmetric collapses. How, how'd you feel when you were doing them? Did, did you feel, you know, like you were afraid? I mean, was it, was it <laughs> yeah. scary? I mean, I yeah, mean, I how'd, felt, you, how'd you feel? Um, well, I guess I felt terrified and nervous. But also, okay. I, I felt like going through this experience is going to make me more comfortable with flying regular, kind of like when you see a batter who they pick up two bats and they practice before getting to the plate and then they have the one bat. Right. I, I kind of felt like that's what the SIV course would do for me, that it would really improve my bump tolerance, which it did hugely. Um, and so I would just feel more comfortable in the air the rest of the time. Okay, we have some more footage that we're going to show here with, of, of you flying on your SIV. Um, any other questions in the chat that we need to address? Was there another question? I haven't seen any. I'm sorry, I stepped away for a second. No problem. Any questions on our panel that you'd like to ask Valerie as we're watching? Yeah, I have a quick question. Is there one particular maneuver that you enjoy doing? And is there one that you would never want to do again well i'd never want to do the riser twist again that's for certain <laughs> hopefully that won't ever happen again um i actually kind of liked the stall and then the backward slide like once you stall it and then you feel that whoosh back and then you mm -hmm. get to that point of backward glide it was kind of kind of a peaceful feeling and then you know then you let it go and it's nice because it's just resetting the wing um but I forgot to check the surge almost every time. So that's, so then it would whoop out in front. The, uh, <clears throat> the tail slide, I haven't actually done that yet. I've seen it done. It looks awesome, but yeah, that surge, when you decide to come out of it and start flying forward and that wing shoots way back and then, you know, it's coming and, yeah. oh man, that one, uh, that one gets me a little nervous. You're on, you're on Andrew's wing. What wing is that you're flying here? Um, I I don't remember. A SEMA, it looks like, yeah. Okay. And I I don't remember the size. And this 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 is not your wing. No, the first day um we used our own wings. Okay. Yeah, uh, which was which was really good because we could see how our wing behaved. And then actually, um, <clears throat> before doing stalls, the instructor didn't want, he didn't know the stall characteristics of my individual wing. And so he didn't want a newbie to have to do that. And so he actually had an experienced pilot do it. And um, 
it did not be, it behaved like a reflex wing. It didn't behave like one of these wings. So. Hey, she's doing a horseshoe. Yeah. Yeah, that didn't work very well for me. <laughs> <laughs> I was going to say, very non-eventful, Sean. What did, what did you do wrong? Um, my Roaster 3 would have been perfect for the horseshoe, but my <laughs> Gin Vantage, not so much. Looked very benign, very easy, just like yeah. what Shane did. I went into a riser twist when I tried to do that with my Gin Vantage. But my Gin Vantage only has A's, B's, and C's, and it's a hybrid. It's a... Um, it's a mountain slash motoring wing so maybe that has something to do with it i'm not sure there is a couple questions in the chat or actually eric's dropped them in our chat let me go okay. back here real quick um <clears throat> this is from dp um i would like to learn so i'm more confident okay hold on i see from tom sutherland um what was it that you think improved your bump tolerance just the knowledge of uh wing flying even with the intended malfunctions so with your bump tolerance what do you think in, improved your bump tolerance i think before that if there was any little bump and i looked at the wing and i saw it flapping even a bit i, I felt nervous like i was kind of afraid that it was going to just collapse and then after seeing well, first, how hard it is to collapse the wing. And then secondly, even if part of it is collapsed, you can still fly it. it, it I guess it made me just not freak out, basically, is um, what was the most helpful. And I know I'm kind of repeating myself, but that's... No, that's fine. Yeah. So <clears throat> when your boyfriend uh, showed you the video and mm -hmm. said, let's do this, what did you think? Well, actually, he showed me the video and then I called up the person and signed us up for training. <laughs> <laughs> so it was kind of, I mean, he wanted to do it, too. But um, it, I think I had never seen paramotoring before. And I had I grew up around planes because um, my dad had been in the Air Force. And then I was actually in the Air Force myself, but not as a pilot. Um, and I kind of thought, you know, at some point in my life, I'm going to learn to fly, but it'll be later when it'll be later. And so then when I saw this, this just seemed more attainable and also more, um, more fun because you're kind of out in nature more and things are, you're like closer to the environment. So I just wanted to do it. And it was a good time last year to, to go to training. What, what type of flying do you like to do? Do you like to go high? Do you like to go low? Do you? I'm still kind of developing. I like to see pretty things. So I think cross country um, kind of adventure ones, maybe I'll do a little acro, but I'm far from doing any acro on my own. I'm still a new pilot. So that's right. Yeah. Um, I don't like to be super low. I, I kind of just like to be up and just chill. <laughs> so what's the highest you've been on a paramotor? Um, 3,000 feet. Okay. Well, so not super high, but. That's high enough. Yeah. <laughs> any, any wants to, I'm, I'm trying to word this correctly. Any wants to go to the Mile High Club, which is to fly your paramotor to the Mile mile mark well sure eventually yeah definitely but 
I'm not in any rush either. I'm just going right. to let things develop naturally. <laughs> oh, it took me over a year to finally do it, but I've done yeah. it now. And it, like I said, it's taken me, I think I tried three different times. And finally this last time I just, just hit the throttle and went for it. Everything was smooth and great. So mm-hmm. it was awesome. Cool. JP said that he's having some problems with uh, his internet. Uh, are you able to do the spinning wheel or we're going to? Yeah, I think we're okay. Okay. We're going to spin the wheel in about five minutes. So if you're in the chat and you haven't said anything to JP, please say hi to JP in the chat. I, it looks like you're doing some stalls. How hard was it to stall that wing? And and did you did it do what you expected it to do when you stalled it? I guess I, I forgot to check my feet there, as you see. Um, I guess I didn't really know what to expect the first time, um, although the instructor went over exactly what I was going to do, but it still was a surprise. Um, right. And I guess I just went with it. I don't really know how to explain it better than that. Did you lose your stomach at all in any of the maneuvers that you tried? Um, yes. Did you? A little. I mean, just especially on the very first one, the very first frontal, I was like, oh my gosh. But then after that first frontal, it was actually even the first unconnecting from the toe was, um, was quite a shock because I was up at 5,000 feet. I'd never flown that high before. It was it felt really strange. And then I was like, well, here I am. It's going to be good. <laughs> so. Sounds like you probably already made it to the mile mark. Uh, that was the longest I think I've ever seen anyone pull a stall like that. When I do is when I did my stall, I did not, uh, I did not stall that long at all. It, I was, I was kind of chicken the first time I've ever done it, but uh, it looks like you really did a good job at uh, doing the SIV course. And, um, I'm, I'm impressed. I'm impressed at all the cool stuff that you did. Thanks. <laughs> so that your first time being pulled or getting towed. Yeah. And, and you're, you're kiting the wing and the boat's taking off. You hear the boat and they're telling you to hold, hold, hold. What is going through your mind? Cause for me, I was, that was probably the most scariest thing I've ever had to do. So I'm kind of curious how you felt as the boat's getting ready and you feel the tension on the lines and then you start running? Um, I don't know. I guess I'd never been towed before because in our training, we didn't have, um, wouldn't have a tow. Um, I'd seen, I didn't go first that day. So I'd seen other people be towed and they went through exactly what we were going to do when we were towed. And we had to bow first that, to make that we, right. were sure we were totally ready. So I guess I felt Honestly, I think I felt excited. Like I was ready to get up in the air and ready to go and was excited to be towed up. And your first pinoff, how how nervous were you with that pinoff the very first time? Were you expecting like a surge or a snap or whatever? No, in fact, I screamed. Um, I was <laughs> shocked. Um, in fact, I put a little, what are they called? Where after the credits, you put a little blooper thing. Right. I think it's at the end of my the stall video. I put the first time I pinned off, which is like I freaked out and screamed. And then the second time I pinned off, it was like, okay, I pinned off, like, because I knew what to expect. But. 
Yeah, that that very first time I pinned off, I was just expecting this like surge of either forward or backwards, and I was just like, he's like, all right, pin off. I'm like, mm, I'm not sure about none of this. Like I wasn't, <laughs> I, I wasn't 100 confident on that pin off thing, and I was just like, oh, dude. Um, how, Valerie, how high did you get towed up to? Um, five thousand feet. Dang, I only went up to forty four hundred. I think it was. Which, when you look down, if you've never been that high, which was the highest I've ever been, was being at this point in my piloting. Um, I'd never been that high. Now you're asking me to go up there and collapse my wing. I'm like, uh, yeah, I don't know about that. Every every one of my my collapses or whatever I did, my face first turned red because I was holding my breath, just waiting for the world to come to really quick, and it never really it never really happened. I mean. I did have a couple of little, you know, drops or what have you, but there's nothing like an actual free fall. Like the yeah, bottom. I never felt fall like out. I was free falling. Right. I mean, even also- during the riser twist, I didn't feel you could look and see that you were falling, but I didn't have that feeling of like free falling. Oh, yeah. That's, that's what I was surprised about. Um, even with your wing completely crumbled up, it's still, you're not free. You're not feeling like you just jumped out of a plane without a parachute. It's right. just, you know, you're falling, but you don't feel that you're getting like to, to the 120 mile an hour velocity that going towards earth. It just feels like you're falling. It just doesn't, I don't know how to explain it, but you never feel like it's just like the coyote where he just steps out on the end of the runway or the cliff and then he free falls. It's nothing like that ever. Yeah, that's true. I didn't feel that way either. Are you setting up for a 50%? Uh, yes. Now, you did the uh, lean into the to the deflation and lean out and steer. Mm-hmm. You did that? Yeah. I thought that was the coolest thing. Um, it's just when you fly and, and, and the wing does that, it's still flying. And it's amazing. And that that's where the confidence for me and my equipment got so strong. Even if half that wing collapses, you just lean to the other side and just keep going and yeah. wait till the wing works itself out. It was absolutely an amazing course. And I do love, absolutely love how you remain calm in your riser twist. And then when he came out of it, he's like, you, you go, we need to work on our, 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 we didn't go over riser twist. We need to go over riser twist. Well, I, I had learned, I knew like you try to reach above the twist to try to steer, mm. but my arms were too short. Like there was no way I could reach above it. Um, but going back to what you said about steering with half the wing, I think that was after I'd done a couple of the asymmetric collapses, then I turned all the way to the left and then all the way to the right with the same collapse. And that made me feel a lot more confident. Cause yeah. you're right with even with half the wing inflated or deflated, I could still turn either way. I could still land safely. So, yeah. All right. Hi, JP, are you ready? Uh, we are at seven 30. If you said hello to JP, uh, we're going to spin the wheel for, uh, for something. What are we going to spin the wheel for? What do we got here? Do you want to spin your, spin the wheel for something for you? Dragon Campers is uh, going to give you a free shirt. Uh, the free shirt is either going to be this one. 
Look at that. He even has this cute little face on it. Dragon Campers. And we also got um, another Dragon Campers shirt like this. Very comfortable. So he is giving away a shirt today. So just uh, if you win, just go to clearproptv.com. Fill out the form and say that you won a shirt from Dragon Campers. We'll also send you a free sticker too. Ready, spin when you are. Real quick, a big shout out to Kent Stamey. Man, Kent Stamey's donating freaking every week. Uh, I don't think we'd do the show without him. Uh, Mark George, of course, uh, threw in something in DP. Really appreciate the donations, guys. Um, and everyone else, we just appreciate you being here. Don't have to donate, you know, for this show to be a success. So we really appreciate all of you and we appreciate the thumbs up. So, um, yeah, if you haven't given us a thumbs up, uh, it goes a long way. Absolutely. So mm -hmm. Kent Stamey at KentStamey.com. Who else uh, donated? Uh, DP and Mark George. Mark George at ParisWagUSA.com. Make sure you check them out. Walter, you're going to get stuff, so I don't even know why yours is on here. <laughs> yeah, Walter's on the wheel, even though uh, we're sending him a care package. Slow, Slow days. days. Slow days. He's a repeat. Slow days. You have won a free T-shirt from dragoncampers.com make sure you go over and check out dragoncampers.com where's it where's that for to uh, in the forwards to his uh, youtube channel all right guys so we're going to do one more spin in about 30 minutes so absolutely one more maybe even two more spins so mm -hmm. we don't know just make sure you stay with us all the way to the end at eight o'clock so thank you very much uh, Valerie, looks like you are doing some really interesting things. Do you want to talk anything? You want to talk about your scuba diving real quick before we continue talking about uh, SIVs? Sure. Okay. Um, absolutely love scuba diving. Learned to scuba dive when I was stationed in Germany and actually got to scuba dive in the Red Sea. That was in 2009. So I've been scuba diving a long time and um, like doing underwater videography too. So, and I think part of what I love about it is how your body moves in multiple spaces and gravity isn't holding you down. And that's the same thing when you're flying and paramotoring. The other thing that's really cool with scuba diving is that you actually, your body moves in space and time based on your breathing. Because when you inhale, you go up a little bit because you're more buoyant. And then when you exhale, you go down. So it's, it's really quite an awesome sensation. And then just seeing all the amazing sea creatures is phenomenal so there's really good scuba diving up here in puget sound although it's nice to be in warm water well um, what would you rather do would you rather paramotor or scuba dive or are they just so separate that you can't you know well they're both wonderful so. this is a test valerie this is a test this is a test okay <laughs> be careful how you answer this one that's right i may not get invited back okay. <laughs> i will be political no i really love them both and I, I think I just like escaping gravity. <laughs> so I, I agree. That is so cool. Um, now, you do a lot of photography. So you do photography at night. You do photography underwater. Have you done any photography other than your SIV course uh, on a paramotor? Uh, or do you plan well, on doing yes. anything? GoPro recording. Okay. You plan on doing any, like, pictures or something as you're flying, like, chink, 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 or what, what do you think? Yeah, still kind of getting a handle on on that. Yeah. So yeah, have recorded basically every flight that I've been on. 
Um, but as far as putting paramotor videos together, planning to do that, just haven't quite yet. <laughs> gotcha. Are you, you know, planning on? I mean, are you planning on uh, taking your big camera up and, and shooting some nice uh, pictures, or is it just GoPro as you're flying? Um, not sure yet, because with the good camera, then you kind of need a gimbal um, to keep it stable. But well, I haven't I haven't really thought about it. Hmm. So. Do you fly with your, do you fly always holding on to your brakes or do you fly, do you, do you put them up there and just kick back and, and relax yet? <laughs> so I currently am very comfortable stowing my left brake and do that often and move my left hand around. But my right brake, which holds the throttle, I still feel like stowing it and then moving my right hand around because I think after having the engine outs, if I'm completely off the throttle and it gets quiet, I get a little nervous. I like to have a little a little pressure there. Um, and so, and actually still like, I haven't ever, I've stowed my right brake several times, but I feel nervous completely stowing my right brake. And then, um, then it's like, then where do you put your throttle? Do you just set it in your lap? Do you, you know, cause I don't want it to flap around. So I think I'm still, and the other thing is it's been cold here. So wearing thicker gloves. So I'm looking forward to warmer weather, wearing less thick gloves, but, interesting yeah so as far as your maneuver actually real quick um shane is there any questions in from the chat that we need to address i was just looking at that right now i uh fa most favorite place she's dove before that was Ooh. by mark h most favorite place i've dove well D raja Ampat in indonesia um the the biodiversity the life it's just absolutely phenomenal. The first dove I did there, just explosions of life. I was literally crying underwater in my mask. It fogged up because it was so beautiful. So. Have you, uh, you had any scares with uh, creatures in the water? Something that um, concerned you? With creatures? I mean, have you had a shark run into you or you run into a shark and just like, oh, my God. Well, sharks are super cool. They're amazing. I love seeing sharks actually underwater. I have not ever seen a great white shark. Um, that would probably make me a bit a bit nervous. But um, but seeing other other types of sharks, so sharks, hammerhead sharks, we actually go white, white tip reef sharks. We actually go. We're trying to see the sharks, whale sharks. Oh, my gosh. Ooh. Um so yeah, I haven't had any scary critter incidents. Like an octopus attacking you? Because I've seen a guy in Australia just was swimming or something and got attacked by an octopus. It um, was octopus, fighting off. Yeah, they're Go very ahead. intelligent. We see octopus here quite frequently. Um, one of my dive, in fact, I have a, it's on my YouTube channel, a video of it. Um, the octopus came up and attacked his camera and wouldn't let go. And he just, you have to just be calm with them because they're, their suckers are so strong. I mean, they can literally take the regulator out of your mouth. So if you really did, there are, there's some footage of octopus completely enveloping divers. Um, and you just need to make sure you keep your reg in your mouth and just be calm. And then you can slowly work the tentacles off of you so that then you can get away. But that's super rare. I mean, honestly, getting to see an octopus underwater is, yeah, there it is, is they're so strong. Um, but that was an amazing encounter and seeing that octopus just jump up and 
launched through the water and his camera was was amazing. You just wanted to check it out, I guess. Yeah. Yeah. So they're really strong, huh? They don't look like they're very strong, but they're just like what? All muscle, huh? Yeah, they they are. You can't you just gotta be calm, basically. That is interesting. If you guys are listening to this, you really need to jump over to clearproptv.com and actually watch these uh, videos. Go over to paramotorguest.com and make sure you subscribe to her channel. She has 80 people right now that is subscribed. Come on, make it 81, make it 82. Just jump on there and subscribe to her channel because it is absolutely amazing. Um, let's see. Uh, what apps do you use to fly now that you're flying paramotors? Uh, mainly the Windy app. And look at GFS, NAM um, predictions, and then looking at the winds aloft. Do you use any, any anything like uh, Skyfly High? And if you do, how do you like it? Uh, yeah, that's the one I use, the Skyfly High app. I like it a lot because um, it tells you how fast you're going, tells you the total amount of your um, flight time. It gives a little mark of where to get back to the LZ if you got confused. <laughs> so that's a good and, one. And you also said that you bought the um, the airspace on it too, right? Mm -hmm. Yeah. What do you think about that airspace? Um, it's helpful because it shows you the upside down cake and where you can fly. So yeah, it's good. Looks like we're seeing the one that you had your riser twist on. Is this the one with the riser okay, twist? Um, I think this was the first flight. Yeah. So the riser twist was actually the last flight. Okay. It, we, I didn't we think want... it was going to be the last flight because we were going to fly for a third day. But that third day, actually, um, the winds were really strong. We had to go to a different site to fly. And um, the first um, student had difficulty getting back to the LZ, barely got back to the LZ because the winds were just pretty strong. And then actually the next student had just finished um, his training at Aviator PPG and um, he didn't make it back to the LZ. And so he, he landed in the swamp. And so going to kind of help him out of the swamp, then we decided that, well, the instructor decided, you know what, we're going to call this last day due to weather. So but still, so I got two full days, which were, were great. Like I said, I, I felt I learned more in two days there than two years flying on my own. So that's good. Are, are you planning on going back and doing another SIV? I definitely am. Um, I think, well, certainly when I get a new wing, I, I want to go back, but I'm, I'm not in any rush right now to get a new wing. I'd still have a lot to grow and learn with this wing. Um, but yes, I definitely plan to go back. I uh, think this. Yeah. Can't say me just posted in the chat. Uh, his first dive, the instructors say said, in case we see a shark, don't panic. Everyone form a circle, hold hands. The instructors will get in the middle and all swim up. That's uh, wild. I don't hmm. know if he's joking or not. Is that a... Uh, common thing to see a shark when you're down there well so depends on the water. Sound, there's only one type of shark we see which is a six skill which they're for the most part very docile calm right. they don't attack you um 
-hmm. And in fact, getting to see a six skill is like super cool. And I've only seen a six skill one time <laughs> and it was amazing. So, um, it's not like jaws down there. No, no, not at all. Sharks, sharks are good. I'm going to move forward to, uh, to a nice big collapse. Look at that thing just flapping around behind you. Mm -hmm. Now, how'd you feel when, when, when your wing did that? I mean, do you, did you lose your stomach? Did you feel like this was, this was the end I'm going down? No, not really. I guess the, everything was more stable than I thought it would be, even when it was completely an accordion. John Wayne in the chat dropped a, a big uh, love the SIVs. A nice donation there. Thanks. I really think that every time that you get a new wing, it's time to go do another SIB just so you can learn that wing. The difference between my 28 meter Roaster 3 and my 28 meter Gen Vantage 3, huge difference. I mean, they, they flew differently, they collapsed differently. And I'm really glad I went to the SIV class with that Gen Vantage because I will never do a horseshoe with the Gen Vantage ever again. <laughs> Yeah. No, I will not. Yeah, that makes sense. Hey, hey, Valerie, do you fly with a reserve or two? Um, I, yes, I always fly with a reserve. And flotation? Um, I have flotation. I haven't put it on my rig, um, but I have never flown over water except for at the SIV. So, okay. yeah. How uh, do you have a front mount reserve, a side mount reserve? How how, how I have you, a front uh, mount reserve. So I have, I have the mini plane top 80 and then I have, um, oh, it's the reserve I bought from Team Fly Halo. I don't remember the name. It's in a black case um, and it's it? got the red right here where you check these every time. And so it's, it's right here in front and I could pull it with my right hand or my left hand. Is it like a permanent mount or like a term, like a temporary? No, no, you clip it into the carabiners. You put it into your regular carabiners. That's yeah. how, that's what I've been using lately. Yeah. Um, it's convenient, you know, if you're not on the same motor all the time or, you know. Uh, yeah. I don't it's know. Mobile. Anybody on the panel have any questions for Valerie? I'm all caught up with questions in the chat. And uh, so with, with your reserve, I know it's front mount, but do you ever not look at it and just reach up and, or reach down and grab it just to see where the handle is? Um, yeah, during, I practice just to have that yeah, muscle during, memory. Right. Yeah. I do it three, four times every flight. I don't, I want to know if something goes wrong that my hand isn't going to fumble around to try to find the handle. I don't want to know it's there. Yeah. On a, a related note, Shane, uh, I'm glad you mentioned that because I, for the beginning of my career, I always had a side mount reserve and, uh, Without a doubt, any question, I just you just drop your drop your arm like that, and your hands on the the handle. I've almost found that it's a little bit trickier to get to the front mount, just because sometimes your risers can get in the in the. It's not it, it's not that it's difficult, but it's different. So, I think they both setups have their uh, pros and cons, mm -hmm. but uh, absolutely always drop your hand or move your hand to the handle just so you always have, like you said, the muscle memory 
I've always known where that handle is, just in case. Yeah. So, Valerie, during your SIV, you only had one or two reserves? Uh, one reserve. Yeah. All right. And for the panel, front or side reserves? Who? What do you guys prefer? I have a side reserve, so that's the only one I've ever had, so I don't know the difference. Mm -hmm. I think I like a side reserve better, but a front reserve is way more convenient to move back and forth between free flight and my motor harness. I think, what you the, I think the ideal setup is to have uh, a permanent mounted uh, side mount on your main rig and then have uh, a backup, backup front mount to have if you're going free flight or if you're hopping on a buddy's rig or if you're hopping on, you know, something else that where it's not properly sized for you. Um, yeah, just because I find with my front mount setup, I don't always take it. You know, and if you've got a permanent mount rig there, you're always going to take it. You're not going to give yourself that uh, that option of, well, I'm probably not going to break a thousand feet. So what's the point of taking it? You know, John, John. Yeah. Well, so, that's because I'm like five feet off the ground the entire time because I do low. Right. So. Right. But really, we should always take it. It's exactly. It's, don't don't do what I do. You know, yeah. Do what I say not as we do. Is uh, the same. Because oh. this last weekend we were out with a bunch of friends, and the entire time I flew, if I broke 100 feet, I'd be surprised because I was just low and slow the entire time. Mm -hmm. um, any other questions? I think that we got one from Mark H. PPG Trike Jockey. What reserve brand does she fly with? Did you say that you uh, don't know the brand, right? I don't remember. I can find out and let you know. Okay, let's. Well, <laughs> No Valerie, don't worry. I don't even okay. know what brand my reserve is. I, I tell you what. I tell you what. Go over to her channel, her YouTube channel, and you can get there real quick by going to paramotorguest.com. Subscribe to her channel and hit that bell notification. She will do a video sometime in the future telling you about the uh, the reserve that she has. But you got to subscribe and hit that bell notification. <laughs> That's my plug for you. Okay. Thanks. <laughs> Oh, also another question from Bill H. Uh, do you go to fly-ins or do you have any pl uh, uh, plans on going to a fly-in? Yes, actually, we're planning to go to um, Sand Lake in Oregon in the middle of May. So hoping for good weather and that's the plan. Yeah, it's about four hours south of here. And it will be the first time I've flown in Oregon. So I'll add another state to the list. Good deal. So yeah, so how many states have you flown in so far? Oh, well, I guess just three, because California for training, and then Florida for the SIV course, and um, Washington mainly, because that's where I live. That's awesome. Any so, free flight goals living up there? Sorry, had to ask. Go ahead. Sorry, go ahead. Any free flight in your future, or is that possibly, your mother? Possibly, yeah. There's definitely uh, paragliders. In fact, one of my friends is a paraglider, and it, so it's a possibility. I will say, like, I watched one of his recent videos, and the takeoff, it's slow, and then he finds a thermal and gets, you know, so I don't know. I really like having that motor. <laughs> but, yeah, with the, with the paramotor, you can find your thermals. You just 
reach up and hit that throttle and it's the thermals <laughs> right on up. Exactly. I feel I the same way. No no desire whatsoever to to free fly. Yeah. Sorry. Um, we got another question. Right hand or left hand throttle? Well, I currently have a right hand throttle. Um, and that's really all I've known. Um, I have thought about maybe switching it because I'm right-handed, but I've also thought about actually switching out the throttle because um, it's the mini plane one is very predominant for the index finger, but I guess I still feel like I'm new enough. I'm still getting used to the equipment that I have, but so I'm not the best person to ask that question. <laughs> Gotcha. Jim Sennard also asked, what's the largest fish that you've seen underwater? Um, probably a whale shark. Oh, and how big is that? Oh, uh, it was huge. Like, <laughs> Sounds huge with the, you know, a <laughs> whale shark. Yeah. yeah. Uh, about how many pounds or how many people would it be? I mean, how big would it be? Um, like a be boat? 40 feet long. Oh, my gosh. Really? Yeah. And the Socorros and then huge manta rays just gigantic ones off the coast of Mexico in the Socorros Islands. There's, um, cause you get huge pelagics out there. And we went there um, over Thanksgiving last year. It was open, it just opened up, so. Sounds like you need to go on a scuba diving podcast next. <laughs> All the cool <laughs> stuff that you've done so far. Well, I appreciate you sharing so many adventures with us. It's coming up about five till eight. And I know that you had said that you got to leave at eight o'clock. Mm -hmm. So um, how can we get up with you? And, you know, uh, what are your, your, your dot coms that we need to know? Oh, um, well, I have a Facebook and Instagram and YouTube channel. So any of those are, are good. All the links are down below in the description. So you make sure that you go over there and subscribe to all of her channels, hit those bell notifications. Um, we talked a little bit before the uh, show, and um, we talked about your flights and how long your, your flights were. You said that your longest flight that you have was about an hour and 15 minutes, uh, mm -hmm. LZ, fly around and come back. Mm -hmm. And then I asked you, what was your favorite, you know, um, your, your favorite flight? I thought it was going to be that hour and 15 minutes, but it wasn't. What was your favorite flight? I guess I've had several that I've really liked. Uh, one was out of the place we fly all the time, Arlington Airport. It was um, just a, an absolutely gorgeous day. And you could see all the way over to the Olympic Peninsula. And you can see the Olympic Mountains, the Cascades. You can see to Mount Rainier. And then the full moon on one side and the setting sun on the other side. It was just gorgeous. It's like one of those moments where you're just like, oh, I just want to stay here. <laughs> hey, we have a we have a question from PPG Rachel um, for mm -hmm. Valerie. What is your dream flight? Any specific location? Oh well, I've been a little intrigued with the trips to Costa Rica. I have to say because there could be scuba diving and paramotoring, and then I like the, it'd be fun to paramotor in the Pacific Islands to look at the reefs from above and then scuba dive them afterwards. So. Well, I have a I have a question real quick. Um, so they say you're not supposed to fly and scuba dive at the same day. Does that include paramotoring? Technically, it does, depending on how high you go. And so that actually depends on a lot of things. How deep did you dive? How long did you dive? Were you on nitrox? Were you on air? 
um, how long from when you finish diving to going to elevation. So actually there has been one day that we did scuba dive in the morning and then para, uh, paramotored in the, the afternoon right. evening. But on your dive computer, you can actually see how much your nitrogen loading is. And so you can figure that out and, you know, stayed about a thousand feet. So it was fine. It was safe. Didn't, didn't get the bends or decompression sickness. But wow. yeah, that's theoretically a concern. I, I honestly, I did not know that. <laughs> I didn't know about that. Yeah, you, it's uh, the bends, right? Yep. No, I mean, you ever, you, you'd get the bends if you scuba dived and then you flew? Or yes. Find, the extreme altitude. Yeah, if you go to eleva elevation, yeah. See, the things that you learn on a paramotor yeah. podcast that I never would have thought that I would have learned. Um, any other so, questions in the chat or on our panel before we have to let Valerie go? Yes, Mark H, PPG trike jockey. Ever almost run out of fuel? Seems like it's happened a lot um, of these folks lately. I've run um, out of No, so far the lowest I've landed with is 1.5 liters. And on a mini plane, so you got like another four hours of flight. Right, pretty much. Yeah, <laughs> I think like even for over an hour flight, I'll just put in five liters because my last flight was an hour and one minute long, and I used three point five liters of fuel. Wow. <laughs> I'm so sweet. impressed. I'm 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 like, what? That's yeah. so awesome. It, it really is awesome. Yeah. I go through almost five gallons for a two and a half hour flight. So lucky duck. Any other questions or anything that we want to say to Valerie before she has to leave? Yes, I'm gonna I'm gonna ask Chris's uh, question after she leaves. Um, it's about the Icarus race. Um, fly baby fly PPG. Your Dankies um, wants to know how did you feel entering your first stall, first full stall? Uh, a little nervous. Yeah. <laughs> definitely nervous <laughs> yeah. because then, suddenly the wing's not above you it's behind you but then you slide back and then there it is so yeah. all right that's it oh. for me sean that's it for me we went through a whole hour we talked with valerie um you can find all of her information all of her social media in the description down below make sure you go there subscribe to their you know, to her channels hit that bell notification let her know that you saw her on this uh chat on our clearproptv.com ppg grampus paramotor podcast clearproptv.com did i say that twice do you have that in your brain yet it's clearproptv.com uh valerie thank you so much uh, for joining us i know that you have to go uh you can stay as long as you want to and uh, make sure you go to clearproptv.com fill out that information so i can send you your your stickers and stuff because yes, you were you were in you were in the uh, air force right air force. i was yes for nine so i'm gonna send, you, I'm gonna send yeah. you this sticker i'm gonna send you a clear prop tv sticker and uh, we're going to be uh, sending out some more stickers to people and giving away some free stuff so you guys if you haven't uh, done so already, say hello to JP in the chat. Make sure you say hello to Valerie and thank her for being a guest tonight. And we're yeah, going to thank you the so much for having me. Again, Absolutely. it was just seeing your videos was an inspiration, and I wouldn't have signed up for the SIB without seeing those. So wait a minute, you. wait a minute. What are, what are you yeah. saying? I mean, you you went to the SIB course because you saw who? Oh yeah, my I god! Because <laughs> I saw your oh, no. video. It's true. It's There's true. not yeah. enough room on the internet for his head right now. <laughs> <laughs>
Yeah, we, 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 Valerie, we have to deal with them later. You know what I mean? Oh, okay, I'm sorry. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> Thank you, Valerie. Thank you. Okay, you're welcome. Show. Thank you. I learned a lot. This is really cool. Yeah. Thank you very, very much. We have appreciate it. Have a good night. You. Yep. See you again. See you again Bye. soon. Later, Valerie. Bye. Well, that was so awesome. Yeah. Well, awesome Thank you guys for, for joining us tonight. We're going to spin the wheel actually twice. Um, if you would like to, JP, go ahead and put the wheel up whenever you want to. Tonight, we're going to be spinning for a free. Let's see what we got tonight. Let me go ahead and um, take my background off and show you all the cool stuff that we're going to spin for tonight. We got this right here. It's another iPhone holder or cell phone holder from Paramotor NC. He's got a picture right there, which is really cool. Comes in this really cool box. Very well made. Um, so we're going to give away one of these to you guys. What else do we want to give away? We got something else that we're going to give away. Oh, yeah. If you are in or have been or want to have a sticker for the Navy, go to ClearProp TV, fill out the form, say that you want the Navy sticker. If you are in the Army or know somebody that's in the Army or want the sticker, go to ClearProptv.com, fill out the form, let me know that you want this U.S. Army sticker. And if you are in the Coast Guard, are in the Coast Guard, or want a Coast Guard sticker, go to clearproptv.com. Let me know that you want to be, or you want this sticker. These are free. We're not going to spin for them. Uh, the first come, first serve. So whoever fills out that form first gets one of these stickers. So we got this one. What else are we going to give away? We are going to give away, um, oh, how about a quick mix? bottle i use one of these things they're great uh you fill up the uh the oil it shows you how much gas you have your ratio that you want put the oil in there then pour it in and you also get a free sticker from paraswagusa.com so we're going to spin the wheel twice one for everybody and one for let's do the donations first spin the donations that way they can pick which one they want and then we'll spin it again for the uh for whatever's left you want to do that, JP? Is that okay? Uh, so a separate donation wheel. Oh, do you not have one? I got one. Hey, real quick, Sean. Um, would I be able to mix some uh, alcohol in there and some fruit to um, juice to make sure I get my mixture correctly? Just I'm thinking before, gas, before you put gas and before you put oil in here, you can mix your vodka and all your cool stuff that you want to. Shake it on up. But don't do it, you know, after you uh, put oil and gas in. I wouldn't do that. Yeah. Have kind of an aftertaste. Speaking about aftertaste, we are now in the after show. Oh, my God. I'm so glad you went with that because I had three people I was picking out for my next comment. <laughs> <laughs> so I'm going to go ahead and put the meeting ID and password into the chat. You guys are more than welcome to jump in. Um before we uh, spin the spinning wheel for the people that donated, um, can you go ahead and uh, thank everyone that has donated uh, tonight? Absolutely. Um, they're all on my wheel right here. Big shout out to Kent Stamey, Mark George, DP. We're cousins, basically. Yeah, DP, JP. Um, I don't know if you guys knew that. Uh, my brother from another mother. Uh, John Wayne and Will Fly. Um, Really appreciate you guys doing that. Um, and on an 
another note, I just want to say, uh, what an awesome guest, Valerie Reed. You know, there's a lot of people in the chat just saying how how great her videos were, both scuba and paramotor. She's got some awesome hobbies there. Absolutely. Really cool. Oh, she's up to 83 subscribers. So yeah, yeah. thank you very much, guys. You can go to clear. Yeah, go to paramotorguest.com and hit that subscriber and that bell notification. Help uh, Valerie out. Sean, I'm, Sean, I'm confused. How yeah. is there 30 pe 34 people watching? We only have 21 thumbs up. That's that doesn't make sense. Yeah, come oh, on, guys. Goodness. Where's that love? Give us a couple more thumbs up. If you guys enjoyed the show, please give us a thumbs up. If you didn't, give us a thumbs up and leave us a comment down below and let us know what we can do to make this even better. Absolutely. On that note, Sean, I just want to say we are just, we're not, you know, professional podcasters, guys. We're just a bunch of people that love flying, getting together, chatting about it. Um, if yep. you guys have any constructive criticism, please share it with us. You know, we're always interested in ways to do better and uh, make the show more appealing to everyone. So uh, we love you guys. We love flying. And that's, that's just what we're here for is to share the passion. So absolutely. I'm, I'm glad I, I'm glad I made the show. My wife and I were almost missed the show tonight. We were, we were playing hide and go seek at the hospital. You know where the worst place to hide at in a hide at the hospital is? Where is that? Okay. The ICU. Ah, no, <laughs> that's right. That's right. Oh, we need to talk. We need no. to do jokes. Guys, wow. if you're in the chat, please. <laughs> Stop, Put some jokes into the chat. Jump on. Oh, tell us some jokes. We need to do some jokes on the <laughs> That was good, though. I, I Boo this you. man. <laughs> hey, JP, that was hook, line, and sinker. <laughs> he would just hey, gobble where, that up. Where is he going with this? <laughs> you mentioned hospital, and I was like, oh. I know. I'm just glad he went to hospital. He's talking about him and his wife hiding. I didn't, yeah. I didn't know where it was going either. <laughs> I didn't know where this was going. My wife and I were playing hide and go see wrestling <laughs> or something. She I was like, oh. Right. <laughs> we already spin the wheel? No, no. Let's go. All right. What are you waiting for, guys? Yeah, spin the wheel. So whoever wins the, the spinning wheel here gets the choice, and then we'll spin it again for anyone else that's out there for this for the other prize. So whenever you want to, Mr. JP. You can find JP and all his shenanigans over at jptulo.com or ppgjp.com. Go over and check out Flying Flamingo at paramotorgirl.com. The pair chick at the pair chick.com and pair chick pies.com. Never trust a skinny chef shane.com. Linda Anderson over at what was it, Linda? What's your dot com? And Kent Stammy won the spin, the first spin. Kent, which one would you like? Would you like the iPhone holder or the quick to mix bottle? To mix up your oil and gas. So can't. And of course, make sure you go over to clearproptv.com. Fill out the form. Let us know that you won. Well, whatever you won. What did you win? What do you want? Kent Stamey at kentstamey.com. Really appreciate you, Kent Stamey, Will Fly, John Wayne, DP, and Mark George. I always appreciate it, guys. Always appreciate you guys. Yep. Alms for the poor. And with that being said, I, we always appreciate just you guys coming and watching the show, and we appreciate right. the thumbs up. So, yeah. Hey, hey, real quick, 
<clears throat> Do you know why um, eggs don't tell jokes? Here we go. Because it cracks them up. <laughs> oh my god! Oh, you need to go back uh, to the hospital. Oh, that, <laughs> that cracked me up. I must be an egg. <laughs> it was an excellent question. I mean, joke. <laughs> and and there's our Shaney. <laughs> and the hit just keep you guys coming. That joke about the pie cost. About the what? About the pie cost. Pie top? Pie cost. Nobody can pie cost? Can't hear what you're saying. P-I-E-C-O-S-T. Pie cost. That's what I thought pie she said. Cost. Pie cost, no. What what are you asking? You're supposed to say what's the pie cost. Oh, what what's the pie cost? About three dollars. Dude, I think that was worse than Shane's. I think Shane okay, wrote apparently, that one. Apparently, I had <laughs> yeah. one swigs of this, so I'm sorry. <laughs> you got, that's what you're saying. So you, get a, you have to do it this way, okay? You have to get on a conversation. I did this one time. I, it was hilarious. I was with all my friends, and I'm like, dang. I go, I've been looking around the house all day for my pie cost. And, oh. you know... Okay. And I, I was told, don't lose it, da, 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 and I went on and on. And finally, finally, somebody asked the question, what's a pie cost? It's kind of like, kind of like, uh, man, I can't stand this room. It smells, <laughs> it smells like up dog in here. What's up, dog? <laughs> Nothing much, bro. How you doing? <laughs> yeah, my stupid uh, stepdad had one. He'd always say, oh, look at all that new out there there's a bunch of snoo coming down i'd say what's new he'd say i don't know what's new with you oh yeah yeah hey yeah. ken stamey ken stamey said i'll take whatever the next winner doesn't choose oh okay all right so let's go ahead and spin again so if you want to be on the show make sure you get up with lynn anderson at paramomusa.com check out uh, eric over at ppglear.com jim sonard he's the one that's going to take care of us as far as our our uh, paramotorcalendar.com. Uh, you can find him at carepp and carepg. Are you? Do we have the spinning wheel or? Are we doing the regular? Yeah, we're doing the regular now. Okay. You can find Brooke. He's on our panel too. You can find him at ppgpirate.com, and of course, our one and only ppgtommy.com. Uh, find Tommy and his shenanigans on his YouTube. Make sure you subscribe. And uh, hit that bell notification. Hopefully, this summer we're going to be doing some cool flying. No joke. We need to do lots of that. Who needs a mute microphone? Looks like he's driving a big tent. <laughs> What's that? I said Brooks isn't talking, but if anybody noticed, he looks like he's in a big tent. Any man, two, two instead of one big one. Uh, All right, can we meet? There he is. Yeah, there he is. Hey, come pick me up, Brooks. Jim, are you going to win? Jim in the chat. Jim. Jim. There oh, he wow. Is. Nice. Jim. <laughs> now I got to send you something. To, now I got to send you something to Canada. Oh, Make sure it's good. Make sure it's the lightest thing possible. <laughs> Canada, respin. 
<laughs> I think they've been doing that all along. <laughs> hey, how do you how do you keep an idiot in suspense? I'll tell you tomorrow. <laughs> yeah. That's an old one. <laughs> like nobody ever is like, huh? Yeah. <laughs> I mean <clears throat> does does um, anybody know how I can change my YouTube channel? The name of my YouTube channel? The name of it? I think joke. you have to go to you have to go to edit channel and then it'll take you over to your Google um, profile and you have to change it on your Google profile. My Google profile. Okay. I'll try it. Why what is your what does yours say right now? Jim Samard, but apparently there's a whole bunch of Jim Samards across the country or the world. Well, that's why you need to have your uh, uh, care PPG go to that one particular one. Yeah, so I'd like to change it to care PPG. Okay. Yeah, um, I think you go go to your YouTube channel, hit the edit edit channel. Once you hit edit channel, yeah, JP, go to your YouTube channel, just your YouTube channel. And then yeah, manage your account and it goes personal information. Is that it? Yeah. And then you just change it right there, I think. I don't know. It's been a while. Has anybody noticed um, that Brooke, his background? has so much weed in it he has to wear a seat belt so he don't fly away that's what i was trying to mention earlier i was trying to see if brooks could maybe like since he's driving that big tent he might as well stop by and give me a ride somewhere yeah hopefully it's, it catches it's, called, fire it's called the cannabis the cannabis the cannabis I got Scott Shamfield, the paratrucker, here with me. Hey, hey, Jim, how about I send you uh, a sticker instead? <laughs> Thank you, Shane. <laughs> you know, Jim is the one that has made our ClearPop TV stickers. So mm -hmm. thank you very much, Jim, for making our stickers. We appreciate you. Hey, Dave Perry. You're welcome. I kept a bunch for myself. Just yeah. <laughs> what, what, which one do you want? Do you want the iPhone uh, holder from uh, Ben from Paramotor NC? Or do you want the uh, uh, mixer bottle from Paraswag USA? The mixer. You get the mixer. All right. We'll send, um, we'll send uh, Kent out this. I'm, I'm writing it down so I, I don't mess up. Make sure you guys go to clearproptv.com, fill out the form, let us know what you won so we can send that out to you. Yay, congratulations. Yeah, I'll go right there. <laughs> what? Oh, I haven't, I haven't won anything. <laughs> oh, um, go if you, want, if you want one of these stickers, go to clearproptv.com and say that you want a free sticker. And we'll send you a free sticker out. Sweet. Thank you. Sure. Hey, Shane. Yeah. Um, what did the duck say when she bought some lipstick at the store? I don't know. Put it on my bill. <laughs> <laughs> hey, hey, Dave. 
Dave, are yes, you wearing sir. a flash? Are you wearing a flash T-shirt? Yeah, I am. Okay, it's Just it's irony. Up. It's called irony. <laughs> I, I I got nothing. I, I'm I promised myself not to make any jokes, and I'm yeah. Definitely I, do not put shame. Do not put your foot in your mouth. Should I? Oh, Sean, hey. Should I? Should I block? Should I block half of it? My head hurts so bad right now. Uh, they call me. They call me the flat. We'll just go with that. Call you the Flash. Oh. No, just just the flat. <laughs> okay. We are officially in the after show, guys. Uh, if you guys want to jump on and chat with us and talk paramotors, we'll probably just do this until 9 o'clock. So we got about another 45 minutes. And then we're going to uh, clear the live stream and uh, make this a short show. It's only going to be two hours tonight. That way we can have some time and uh, spend some time with our friends and family that are not here on Zoom. But uh, I guess there are some questions that we want to ask. If we do our show... Our show is usually about three or four hours, right? I mean, we do a long show because we do the guest uh, for for about an hour. Then we do the after show. Then we talk some more. And we do more partying. So I guess the question is, if we just did a one-hour show live stream and then we stop it, is that something that you all would want? Or do you like the two hours? Do you like the three hours? Do you like the four hours? Let me, let me know what you think, guys. Oh, Tommy's leaving us. Tommy, you leaving us? Muted. Sorry. Yeah, I got an early morning, guys. I got to get. All right. I still, I still got a few things I got to wrap up before I get to bed. So uh, it was a great show tonight, though, guys. It was nice hanging out with you again. Um, Tommy what's, Sutherland what's, decided to say, say from, it said, see a PPG Tommy from the real PPG Tommy. <laughs> <laughs> like that, man. You have a good night, Tommy. I'll see you guys later. All right. Night, Tom. Good He's day. got some things to wrap up. He must have a date. I was thinking the same thing. I just didn't say it. <laughs> Speaking of that, I'm out as well, guys. Always a pleasure. Thank uh, you so much for helping us spin the wheel, and we appreciate your help. I don't know how you do it because I couldn't do it. I look forward to our Monday nights always. Uh, big shout out to everyone in the chat. Um, we love you guys. Uh, can't do the show without you. So see you, JP. Good night, guys. Appreciate you. The next show. Uh, what do we have uh, next? Since I, I appreciate how everyone, all the other shows have been kind of uh, supporting each other. Um, so what do we got? We got uh, Strike Flyer on Wednesday. Robert Michaels on Thursday. What a dick. <coughs> what? what was that? I'm sorry. What? I got I choking on something. Uh, missed Tuesday. <laughs> You're choking on vape. Uh -huh. All right, oh, guys. Because you didn't, you didn't say his show. Oh, oh, oh! Oh, oh! <laughs> uh, a big uh, skinny chef Shane on Tuesdays. Tuesday <laughs> night hangout. Tuesday night. What's what's your show called, Shane? Tuesday, Tuesday night hangouts. Tuesday night hangout. Awesome. And then uh, what? There's a Sunday night show too. Yeah. Our pair, our nation. OPN. Yeah, so almost every day of the week. And if, and if you don't know where everything is, all you have to go is ppdzone.com. Hit your resources, go down to Paramotor Podcast. And uh, when you go down to Paramotor Podcast, which I I clicked to quickly, 
I don't know why I did that, Paramotor Podcast. Then you can see all the different shows that are on. There's Clareprop, all the different places you can watch and listen to Clareprop. There's Paramotor After Dark, The Time, your host, all the places that you can watch. Paraglidingtalk.com. Yeah. And there's all his information. Our Paramotor Nation. <laughs> the Paramotor Podcast with Anthony Vela. And if you didn't know, there's also Aerie in the Air. And I guess we need to put Shane Show on. I mean, he's a paramotor guy, so. I think that qualifies. We'll have to add uh, Shane since he does talk a little bit about paramotors. Oh, we all over the place. We, we just hang out. It's just the same thing we do when we go to fly-ins. You don't just necessarily talk about paramotors. We talk about everything. Yeah, and, and then we go back to paramotors, and then we talk about something else. Then we go back to paramotors, and it seems to be a uh, it's just a hangout. We just sit around and uh, make jokes and discuss nothing serious. So, how in the world would we get to? I mean, get to your show. I mean, is there a dot com for this, or we just have to pull it off our butt? Well, um, I think it's called ppgshane.com, which will take you to my YouTube channel. You think? I think. <laughs> I'm almost. Tommy Sutherland wants to talk about helmets. That just popped up in the chat there, or in, in, in our chat behind Spears the scenes. And magic yes. helmets. Yes, ditto. Right, talk Helmet. about Spears and magic helmets. Do, do most of you buy your helmets from a from a source, or do you make your own? I've been, I, I've been very curious about that. I bought yeah. um, one, but I'm also going to be making one on a YouTube uh, video in the future. They're really cheap, really inexpensive to make. You get yeah, like a uh, skateboarder type? Yep. Yeah, that's what I oh. <clears throat> oh, so what are your thoughts it. about that? Uh, this is literally flat sports. Oh, sorry, I'm sorry. This is literally my fifty dollar helmet. I paid thirty dollars. Oh, let me turn the background off. I I uh, paid thirty dollars for the helmet and twenty for the hearing protection. Sideways. I know. Hold on. Give me a minute. <laughs> so this is this is my skateboarder helmet. Um, okay. They're like thirty bucks on Amazon. Um, I had to do very little carving of the earpieces. Actually, if I would have if I would have uh, put these a little lower, I probably wouldn't have had to cut those out at all. Which, by the way, you can just use a razor blade. You don't have to use any power tools. And uh, the most expensive thing is this crappy Cena. That uh, unless your wingtip touching somebody, you really can't hear him. So is that, is that a real is that a real Cena or is that a fake one? Is that like no? A, it's a real one. Is that like a John Cena? I think. No, no, it's oh, real. That was a Shane yes. joke. Right there. Okay. Shane, I got my. I, I got a really cheap. The inside of it, Shane. What's it look like a, inside? I got a, a lot really of grease. It's like really a, padded, so it protects your brain and everything when you're flying. It has it has a lot of hair pieces in it. <laughs> no, I but yeah. Scared. I've never seen like well, what's the inside look? I mean, how, how well does it protect you inside? You know. Inside well, on takeoff and landing, it would t protect me fine. At a hundred feet and up, nothing's going to protect you. <laughs> so right. it yeah. ain't just going to be your head at the, at that point. Um, I did I did not like how I did these. 
they stick out a little too far. I have never cut my lines on them, but I think they stick out a little too far. And then on the inside, if you can, let me see, right where my finger is, I tore out the uh, this um, or the the padding and uh, made sure that the bolt was in far enough that it wouldn't actually hit my head. That whole helmet, that whole helmet build took me less than twenty minutes to do. Do you have a video? No, I don't videotape things like that. That video would be too tape? good for videotape. How old are you? Whatever. Haven't I haven't Betamax something in a long time or VHS that darn thing. And he's just got his porn on that stuff, Sean. <laughs> <laughs> I do like ever get cool. rid of Betamax porn. I'm telling you, man. <laughs> but yeah, I mean, really, I I didn't think about doing it. I watched another um, YouTube channel that a guy did it, and uh, I was like, I can do that. And it took me less than ten minutes to figure it all out. And then to do it, I honestly don't have more than 20 minutes in the whole thing. And uh, it's lightweight. I, I actually took the, uh, I haven't got my far out strobes yet, but this little crappy strobe that I have here, it's actually Velcroed to my helmet and then zip tied. Just, those, just as those three M cups, three M. Uh, yeah. Yes. Okay. Um, and the same thing with my GoPro mounts. It, it has the uh, the 3M tape on it, and then I, I don't know if you can see it because it's black, but I zip-tied the, the base to it as well. So this, the, the top piece would actually literally have to come out. Oh, here, let's do it this way. So now you can see, good Lord, where's my camera? Come here. What the yeah, hell? I can see the zip-ties. Yeah, but they're, they're out of the way, um, and you don't have to worry about lines catching on it. But you can't take it off, and it can't fall off. So I, I don't want anything going through the prop I haven't broke yet. So notice I said I haven't broke yet. At some point, it's going to happen. Oh, that's cool. oh, what? That GoPro went on really easily and came off easily. Is that what? I've never had a GoPro. What holds them in place? Like what so, makes that not fly out of there? So there's a little plastic and you squeeze these in and oh, out clip. okay yeah and it's got little catchers right here so when you put it in it just and now okay. it, it can't it can't it can't come out unless you push those two okay. tabs in but okay. i have it i have it to where the wind is pushing against it and it has to come forward to actually come out instead of backwards if it wasn't locked in the wind could work it loose and then send it backwards so a little a little thought has gone through, but not much. No, oh, that's that's really good. Uh oh. Uh oh. Somebody got a parrot? Yeah, <laughs> got a couple of grandkids. Come on, girls. Come, right. on in here. Come here. Come here. They have feathers? <laughs> yep. Hello, everybody. Hey, hello, look at you. We can see you on TV. Hi. <laughs> I know, right? <laughs> hey, look. Clear Prop TV. <laughs> How come the grandkids don't have a Clear Prop TV yet? 
Oh my goodness. You're such a not fun grandpa. <laughs> I, know. I know he's so boring. Oh my goodness. So how many people What's that? Sorry. Um do you, do you uh do you use the two meter radios or just your cell phone in, in flights? Talk to the other guys. Hey guys. I I try using my Cena. Um mostly my Cena is just for me to listen to music. Um cell phone um is what I use mostly. I don't I don't I don't have a two meter radio and I've not Everyone I talk to, some people say they love them. Some people say they hate them. So it's just something else to fall off and go through your crop, in my opinion. So now I have now I have to get a chest harness and get rid of my chest mount camera harness because it's not designed to have a camera or I mean a thing held to it. But I don't know. I've been fine with the, with just using my cell phone. Like I said, I have mine on my chest, so I can literally just pull my phone down, text or call whoever I want, and it's hooked to the Cena and the phone calls. I've I've been at two thousand feet and had a received a phone call from my grandmother who had no idea. Which, by the way, she hates my, I, the idea of me flying. Had no idea I was at two thousand feet. Wanted to know when I was going to come pick her up for lunch. <laughs> <laughs> That's awesome. <laughs> you don't have a chase cam, do you, Shane? I actually do have a chase cam. I used it a couple times and I love the I love the picture that it gives other pilots. I just haven't I just don't like it. It's so my thing is every time I see them like shooting forward on you lift you inflate the wing and it comes swinging into your prop. <laughs> you know, I'm just like I don't know if I'm willing to they say to offset it um so that it doesn't do that, but I don't I do have a chase cam. I don't use it. <laughs> How Seems about like that? a lot of a lot of videos? It looks like they almost are like on a beeline right towards the prop when the when the pilot lands. Yeah, you can change you can change um, the length of it so it can go below or above your prop. So you just got to change your length. Um, if you have a really good laminar wind, and I only fly with a chase cam if it's really good laminar wind without uh, much of a gust, like about eight miles an hour. That way, when you inflate, you know, um, either a forward or reverse, the, the camera just stays behind your thrust line. And when you land, you know, it's no big deal. I just don't like the, the fact that it could get wrapped up in your lines if you got... <laughs> I, I just don't want that. I also don't want anything in my wingtips, like heavy strobes or anything. I don't want anything like that in, in there either if it's not laminar wind. Because, you know, if you're flying in some crazy stuff like midday thermals and stuff like that, those tips come down. And sometimes the tips get wrapped around and you have to, you know, shake out a cravat. If there was like a strobe in there or a chase cam wrapped around, I don't think it'd be very fun. Um, kind of dangerous. But, you know, chase cam... I think is good if you know how to fly, you know how to land, you know how to launch, and it's good laminar wind. Um, I, I don't think that somebody that's brand new should should use the chase cam. I don't think I, so. Personally. I still haven't used my uh, my selfie stick because I'm not sure how the heck I want to. Because my selfie stick extends to a short 12 feet. Not that I'm going to go all 12 feet, but my biggest worry is as I'm running that it's going to extend while I'm running and then trip over it or what have you. 
So I haven't even used it yet. I've attempted at Swanee and I getting ready to hook in. I'm like, no, take this thing. I don't want it. I'm done. Don't most people just kind of jam them up underneath their thighs? That's when they're in flight. flight. That's yeah. that's during flight. That's fine. It's you getting can, off you the can, ground. You can hold on to it. I mean, think about it. You have a throttle in one hand, right? Which you usually use these two fingers. And then your brake, you use the, the bottom two fingers. Then the same thing on your other hand is you use the top two fingers for your brake and the bottom two to hold your selfie stick as you're, as you're going. Okay, no that deal. makes sense. <laughs> yeah, but I there's enough going on. I For me personally, I want to be able to, like my chest strap, I want to be able to stick it in there and then run with it so it's out of the way and everything. But because it is something that extends up to 12 feet, I do not want that to decide to unlock and start uh, extending as I'm running. It's just, there's certain things I'm not really willing to risk. And that's one of them. I'm trying to come up with some kind of way that I can make sure that it, like maybe use a carabiner and attach it to the camera. So it's all looped in and it can extend past the, the, the wrist strap because it has a wrist strap on it. And then I want to just take a carabiner and go up to the top of the, where the camera is. So it can extend. And then I think I would be comfortable with taking it up. Once I get up in the air, that's not the problem. It's getting off the ground. Damn, for, a 12 foot, uh, for a 12 foot extension on that camera, do you need to have a special beacon that lights up so you don't run into it? Well, what's the, what the problem is, Eric, is I have a wide angle lens and to get all of me in there, I have to be 12 feet out. <laughs> <laughs> You know, I, I have a 20-foot um, a flagpole that extends. I was wondering if I could take that up, put my camera on the very end of it, and do a 20-foot selfie uh, extension. That'd be neat. I think the shot would be awesome. I just have to be able to get off the ground, and that's where I'm. there are certain things I'm willing to risk and other things I'm not, and that just seems like a silly risk to take, in, in my opinion. I think with a Ford inflation, you you could have something like that, like a uh, a flagpole or a long selfie stick. If you do a Ford inflation, because it wouldn't get caught in anything, and then when you start to go, yeah, that'd be fine. But if you did a reverse, when I do reverse, I have to use my um, a wrist one that goes around my wrist that connects to my three sixty. Where is that? Yeah, it's someplace. But yeah, going forward, you can pretty pretty much put anything that you want to in your hands, and it's no big deal because nothing gets twisted. I have to try that next time, I think. Yeah, I, I, I'll try it. I'll see how I feel with it in my hands, getting ready for the forward launch. But I know it isn't going in my right hand. There's enough crap in that hand already. <laughs> Brake, throttle, A-line. You know what you could do also, if you wear a windbreaker, like a jacket, you could put it down through your windbreaker, you know what I mean, and hold it that way. So as you go up, now you can pull it out of your jacket, extend it, and do your little selfie. That's something you might be able to do. I don't know. I tried putting it in my pants. There just wasn't enough room with all my fat. And I'm, <clears throat> never mind. <clears throat> what? Uh-huh. Uh-huh. <laughs> 
Anyway. Anyway, we were talking about paramotors. Okay, here's here's a here's a newbie question. I see right. people face plant. I see people butt land. Where are your eyes looking when you are getting ready to land? Where should they be? Is the question. <laughs> yeah. Yes. It should be on the horizon, or okay. just a bit above, or just a bit above. Yeah. yeah. If so you look at the ground. Ground's coming. I mean, how do you know when you're actually, I guess, when you touch ground, right? Just be well, ready for it. When you walk down the stairs and you're holding onto the rail, are you looking down at your feet or are you just walking forward, walking? Yeah, that's it's true. The, it's, the, it's the same thing. When you're looking forward, you kind of can tell how high you are. And when you're flying, if you have one foot down and one foot in front of you and you're looking at the horizon, you can pretty much tell um where you are matter of fact i've i've tried this I, I had hands all the way up i had one foot in front of me one foot down and i'm like all right let's just see what happens if i go all the way down and i touch my foot on the ground before i even flare came down to, i felt it on my foot i flared i was fine so you could really just even wait until you feel it on your foot before you flare well at least hey, on my at least on my cage Dave, I, I, uh, I ask the same question every time I fly, and uh, I have a bad habit. I look at the ground. Oh. Yeah, and I yesterday, Jade and I got some bad air, and we came back down, and I, and I tried looking at the horizon and then using, you know, my peripherals as, as look, <clears throat> and I, I, I ended up looking down again. I got a bad habit. Now, when I'm in the trike, I can look out at the horizon and I just flare, and uh, we got smooth landings. So, I mean, yeah, it's a bad habit, and I'm trying to break it, but I'm afraid that if I'm not looking at the ground, I'm going to trip, and I'm going to land on and do a face plant. So, with that said, I'm the guy that looks at the stairs when I'm going down, and I run into everything with this dome. So, I, I, I don't know. I, I I definitely can't help you. Yeah. Appreciate your honesty anyway. No, I, I have, I, I'll start looking at the horizon and then I glance down at the ground, look at the horizon, glance down at the ground. And the closer I get, the quicker the two come together. Like I'll look at the ground, the horizon, the ground, the horizon. And as I get lower and lower, um, when I was in school, I got video of me foot dragging on landing with no power. I can't do that now to save my life. And it's because I picked up the habit of looking at the ground too much. I do look at both, but I tend to um, hesitate a little longer looking at the ground before I look back up. And it's just a habit I picked up. And at this point, nothing, I, I feel like I land okay. <laughs> so I'm not going to change it. But you're supposed to look at the horizon or a little bit above it. Yeah, if you can work on on starting that right, it'll help help later. Yeah. The rest of us still still kind of do that bob thing. Yep. Sounds like it. It happens. I mean, you're gonna you can be taught by the best, and at some point, you're gonna pick up bad habits from yourself or from somebody else, and you're gonna fight to to figure out how to get out of that. That's where I'm at. I started looking at the ground on landing, and then I was like, "You're not supposed to do that." So I started with the horizon and then I was like, oh man, look at the ground. Oh no, look at the horizon. And I just went back and forth. Now that's what I do on landing. I look at boats, I up and down. And that's probably why I'm not able to uh, foot drag my landings like I were in, 
in school, I mean, I was doing 25, 30 foot foot drags before landing. Now I would just come down like a ton of bricks. <laughs> just, it would just be, I just keep going into the ground. I'd be like, oops. Well, what do you think has changed? I, I look at the ground more now. <clears throat> in I mean, school, I mean, but, but why? I don't. In school, I had Lauren tell me, "Look at the horizon, look at the horizon," and he would tell me when to flare. When I was looking yeah. ahead, and and I was like, "Okay, that's where I need to be." In my head, I'm like, "Okay, that's great," but when you don't have the instructor in your head, you start going, "Do I look at the ground now?" Oh, look, there's the ground. <laughs> Should I look at the ground? Oh, look, there's the ground. Next thing you know, you're looking at the freaking ground the entire time. And it is, I mean, I know it's bad and I try to, I have all kinds of things go through my head when I'm landing. You know, I listen, I still remember my instructor in my head. I can hear him telling me exactly what to do, but there's still part of me that's like, oh, you've been doing this long enough, do it on your own. And then that's where you pick up the habits. But so far, like I said, all my landings have been, you know, a, a 6.5 out of 10, <laughs> you know, they're not perfect. I've only had a couple of those and they're usually on high wind days when you just come floating down and you land one, you know, you put one foot out and you're done. You don't walk forward. You just turn around and kite the wing and yeah. <clears throat> yeah, it's been a continuous uh, journey with me and during training I landed every one of them perfectly and as soon as I got or on my own it's it's been a, a journey the last few have been better but and I've been flying for a year over a year now or a little over a year now did anybody see the recent video that Judson put out on thermaling and how he landed at the end of that video I didn't finish that video I watched just the last few seconds, I don't know how many times. It's so cool because he just comes down and just floats. And then when he touches his feet, he doesn't take another step. He just twists and brings his wing down. It just amazes me. Is that because he's just that good or is it because of his weight? He, he's a little dude. I don't know. Does weight have anything to do with the wind? Landing? Probably windy. Yeah. How much? What was the wind like? Oh, that's true. It was probably, yeah, he was coming into a pretty good pretty good win yeah. by the looks of it you, hey, you, yeah. can, you can do that but it's um it's kind of an advanced move i wanted to 18. learn that over at the siv course but they said no because i'm not advanced enough is that the swoop landing is that what you're talking about um no I, well i don't i don't know he are you no. talking about just just coming in you're just coming in to land and then you just set your foot down and then you turn around no, before you, you before you put your feet down, you spin around. So oh, you come in, so you come in this way, and then right before you land, you turn around and spin and land. Well, this one, he just he touched with his feet, but they didn't move other than him spinning on them to bring his wing down. He took no other steps once both feet touched the ground at the same time. Oh, maybe, hey, maybe I'm thinking about something different. Hey, Sean, if yeah. you can screen share my last video and go right to the very end. You'll see my landing from uh, Ripa videotaped it, and I literally good. just two feet, boonk, and I took one step just to turn to pivot. But <clears throat> coming in, I was just like, man, 
like I killed my motor late. I was high and I still just was like not coming down. I was like, oh my God. How, how do then, I get how do I get to your YouTube? Oh, uh, if you just go to ppgshane.com and the and, last and it's, and it's ppgshane.com? Yes. <laughs> Shameless plugs. <laughs> you you did say ppgshane.com, right? I'm yeah, thinking it's ppgshane.com. I think that's okay. what it is. And then powered paragliding shane.com? No, just ppg. Keep it easy, simple. Now just go right to the very end. You don't have to watch all this nonsense. I watched that though, by the way. Well, how nice, much of rip a, nice of Ripa to film you when you were coming in. Yeah, I <clears throat> got I to was, see was, the tree episode again from that you shared the previous broadcast. Yeah. John, <laughs> yeah. keep going to like the last 10 seconds of the. Well, he's about there. Is he? Oh, because my my phone died on this last flight and I never got my landing. So I just threw in the this one here. Nice. Crash and burn. Crash and burn. I wish I wish I could uh like scroll in tighter and see where my eyes were because you'd look at them, they'd be right at the damn ground. I was like, this thing is never getting here. Cause I was just floating. And it wasn't coming down very fast. I was like, man, don't I need some kind of break, uh, flare authority on this? But it just... That was a good wind. landing. That was, that was like an elevator. You must have had some good wind. Yeah, it was It was a bit strong. Um, above the clouds, we weren't making any headway. And it was smooth, though. Absolutely smooth. Get below the clouds, and it was all kind of trash air. And I was like, man, it's all gusty and everything. So we ended up coming down and landing. And then uh, in that video, I love it because uh, it starts out my, my uh, takeoff from, from uh, Bowling Green. There's no wind at all. I fly for 45 minutes. My buddy shows up. I come back, land, wait for him to get ready. He takes off. I take off. And all you see after that is my knees just doing this in the video because we hit rough air the entire time like he brought the bad air with him i did blame him the entire time so to get to your your videos i go to ppgshane.com yep which will take you to never trust the skinny chef shane's channel which is my channel so let's take a look at your your take this, on is, this is actually a uh, county park that uh, we're flying from they we got permission to fly from there they made it very clear, very clear that you fly out back where no one's at and everything's good to go. So. But yeah, that's I we we actually bought our golf cart because of this place here. We went camping there the time before and everyone had golf carts or side by sides. And my wife and I are just sitting at the picnic table going, well, that looks like fun. So I started looking at, uh, I started looking at uh, golf carts, two, $3,000 golf carts. And my wife decides she wanted the one that we got. And it was a little bit more, but uh, we rode that thing. Oh, by the way, I will never take my golf cart off road again. It took me like four and a half hours to clean the stupid thing. 
and I'm not doing it ever again. See, I do a little foot drag, figure out where I want to go, which is right by my truck. Just slide right to it. That's so cool. Right before you You're get just to... foot dragging on, on power? About... Yep, on oh, power, and cool. then you just pull, and there you are. I mean, you I don't figure need... that out still. You, you just don't need much at all. I mean, when that I, when seems I was... to be the easiest way, right? Oh, to me, absolutely. I mean, um, I know where I want to go. I want to go right next to my truck my truck which is way over here so i come in this is still you know kind of midday-ish so it's still kind of thermic thermic and bouncy so i just get really low and i mean look look at look at the wind the wind is blowing hard enough that you can see i mean i'm not going that fast and then as soon as i get to where i want to be i'm like oh, okay this is good just pull full brake and uh you tiptoe I mean, watch this. Look, I pull full brake and tiptoe. Nothing. It's just so easy on your back, so easy on everything. How high are you to, uh, right before you touch down there, Shane? Uh, I mean, Sean, sorry. How high was I? Yeah, how high were you? When you're coming in, were you, what, three, two feet, one feet off the ground? What were you? Like like from here or when I was right here? Uh, you were actually dragging your feet, right? Yeah, I was, I was kind of uh, oh, dragging, my dragging? Okay. Yeah, I was dragging my toe, and then I'm like, pull it, boom, there we go. I mean, why would you want to to come down hard on your on your on your on your spine, on your legs, on your feet? You just come in. Well, I don't think you want to. You just, I'm just struggling to get that that right amount of, I guess, uh, throttle and and feel <laughs> feel like I'm not gonna crash and burn and that close to the ground. Yeah, it's really to me. It's really super easy. Um, I, I love doing it. It's so easy on my back, my knees. Um, it's just a butterfly every single time. I would think with my prosthetic, I would probably want to try to learn how to do that more than not. You know what? That, that's I didn't even think about that. Yeah, that would be very very easy because I mean, there's like no pressure on my knees, no pressure on anything. It's just boom, there I am. Turn around, tight it down. I'm done. I mean really super simple the kiss keep it simple butterfly with sore feet right no sore feet for me see if i can uh find something else yeah we had a nice little fly-in over in louisiana it was really nice i enjoyed it met up with a bunch of people and uh it was really windy a lot of people don't do the midday flying or try to fly when it's windy or midday me, it's like, man, that's the best time is go up there. No one else is around. Save. I'm just studying Amy's uh, mugshot there. Oh, <laughs> you need to clarify what you're looking at now. <laughs> it's like Amy did so good. Oh, my goodness. She was kiting so well that if she had a motor on her back, she would be in the air. She was doing so awesome over there. Why didn't she send it? Really proud, really proud. Someone suggested I shouldn't have a motor on my back that day. Now, who would do that? Someone is obviously afraid that she's going to be better than him. <laughs> Oops. Oh, wait, is my mic on? Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> hey, I got a bone to pick with whoever was in charge of reading the comments today. 
Oh, I sucked at it tonight. I've been distracted. And I paid five dollars to have something read out loud, and it wasn't. What was it? Out loud. Now you got to go back. Whoever's job that was got to go back through the comments and find out what it was. But they didn't read it. Can't what? Yeah, they didn't read it. Mm -mm. Eric, was it for uh, the guest? I, well? I was Jade. answering questions. I was putting questions in there. Well, what, Jade, what, what Jade was it again? There. No, well, actually, Eric is above you, Jade, so you need to point up. There, there you go. <laughs> there you go. Okay, you, you just poked Amy in the damn nose. <laughs> what? Okay, why, what was the question? Did I miss a question? No, a comment. Uh, sir, I was, I, I, I was only hired on to do questions. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's oh, true. Jade, Jade was hired on to comments. It was, it was, for, it just said, you guys rock. And you didn't, you didn't read it out loud. I couldn't believe it. Was that Maybe. in your $5 donation? It was. Well, it was $4.99. For some reason, it, it, it's four dollars and ninety nine cents now. I don't know why. Oh yeah, they only they only five. read comments on five dollars. Four ninety nine. You don't get the comment. <laughs> right. <laughs> Thank you for five dollars. What's up with the four ninety nine? All of a sudden, day late and a penny oh. short. <laughs> Here's a high wind takeoff. Was this a high wind takeoff? Maybe no, no. This wasn't. Darn it! I got the wrong one. This was my midday takeoff. Lots of hey, thermal. Sean. Sean. Yeah, I will. I will need you to call me tomorrow. What before your show? No, tomorrow during the day. Which is before your show? No, during the day. Which is before your show? Son of a. <laughs> Got him. Right, it's before your show. Right, your show is at yeah. night. Okay. Okay. And 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 what is your show? I mean, we we go there tomorrow, and we go where? What's your dot com? Well, if you just go to ppgshane.com, um, Tuesday nights we do Tuesday night hangouts. We just hang out on ppgshane.com. Is it uh, ppgshane.com? Yeah, am I not speaking clearly? It's ppgshane.com. How do you spell um, that? I didn't have <laughs> oh, hey, Will, guess what? I got to go ahead. I got to go ahead to buy a pellet smoker. So guess what we're gonna be doing at uh, Bad Apples? Wait, another smoker? I'm getting a yeah. It's a pellet smoker. It's a auger fed. It just keeps feeding the pellets automatically. It's temperature. Is it a Traeger? A what? Traeger? No, I ain't got your kind of money. I. I <laughs> I, I got to get a uh, generic. No, I'm getting a. Um, oh, crap. I'm getting a camp chef, I do believe. The reason yeah. he's telling Will is because Will has to sit there and turn the auger. Oh, is no. that what's going on? Then I'm going to really. Like the it's, organ grinder's monkey. <laughs> it's a uh, set it and forget it. Fill it up with pellets, set the timer, and the temperature, walk away. Nice. These things are. I, I didn't want to, uh, well, I wanted to. I actually, I don't want to spend the money, but it has been in the back of my head. And I just, I told my wife, I was like, man, it would make it so much easier. Because when we do, I, I do a brisket. I'll do a brisket for 15 to 18 hours. And with the smoker, my, my electric smoker, it doesn't get hot enough. 
and then my charcoal grill or smoker, I literally have to watch it the entire time. And that is a lot of drinking beer, 15, 18 hours straight. You know what I mean? <laughs> Afterwards, I don't care how it comes out. <laughs> I'm just hungry. <laughs> so it takes a, it, my, I love my, my charcoal smoker. I absolutely love it but you have to pay attention to it. So at nighttime, I'll, I'd literally get up every hour on the hour. And then I end up spending probably 30, 40 minutes in between each one of those hours, getting the temperature to where I need it back, either back to where it needs to be or calming it down. And it's just a lot of labor and it's lack of sleep. And then the, I have people over and we'll have dinner and time I eat dinner. I'm like, all right, see y'all later. It's like, it's 530. I'm like, yep. And I got about four hours of sleep last night. So, and it just, this would just be so much easier. Especially well, at the drinking fly-ins. for 12 hours straight too. Yeah, it's a lot, dude. So at the fly-ins, it'll be awesome because I could literally set everything. And as long as either A, I don't lose power from the power post or my generator, there's no reason for it not to do what I'm wanting it to do. Right. So I'm, I'm super excited about it. I'm actually going to get off work tomorrow and go to three different stores. And because the one I'm looking at, I'm not sure about how big it actually is. I'd like to be able to have enough room to put at least two hams in there and at least four racks of ribs. And if it's not big enough, then my wife is going to just not know about the extra couple hundred bucks that I'm going to spend to get one that'll fit four racks of ribs. Unless she hears you on the podcast. She doesn't want nothing to do with anything I do. Hey, honey. Part, what? Repeat the last part. How much you don't do? No. What? Your wife, what? Is awesome? No. She loves me so much, oh, guys. Oh, that's hilarious. <laughs> <laughs> it's still recorded if you want to check it out. Man. You said something about it not being big enough, and then your wife is going to what? That's you saying it's not big enough. What? <laughs> what? Typical. What? Quit being stupid, for real. I don't know what you're talking about. Just say yes, dear. I love you. <laughs> yeah. You're right. I'm wrong. I'm sorry. Yeah. Krista, just smack him in the back of the head now. No, she's not going to smack nobody. <laughs> Off camera. Oh. So here's, another, here's another landing. It's like I want to get right next to my truck. You know, so it's I like, got in right. trouble. You never get in trouble. You, you got a wife like I got. You know, it's like we never get in trouble. What state are you in, Sean? Uh, this is this last weekend. We went to Louisiana. This was before everybody got there, so I I, I flew for hours before everybody got there. And uh, there's the Jeep, so I want to get right next to the Jeep, get all nice and low, and then pull brake, and it's just tiptoe. I just ran forward so I could kite the wing down. I got to work on my spot landings. I'm lucky to get it in the right zip code. That's uh, me. That's me. I need an area code. Yeah. I uh, think my bad. wife and I are going to try to come on the uh, weekend for Bad Apples just to hang out and watch. Come on. You will have a blast. You're going to stay. You're going to come for the weekend. Oh, you're going to love it, man. You're going to love it. Yeah. Dave, uh, find, find our campsite because we'll be. Uh, We'll be living and cooking. Um, actually, I'll probably do another pork butt since Will hated my last one so much. Um, 
Will don't. <laughs> why does Will not like your butt? He said it. He said it fell apart too much. Well, it's because you were doing pulled pork. Oh, yeah. <laughs> uh, it was. It was. Uh, that one was pretty good, especially for being a new smoker that I never used before, and I couldn't control the damn heat to save my life. But uh, so, what would we need to bring? Just a couple of air chairs and and a cooler. Yeah, um, I'll have uh, both my instant or both. Well, actually, I take that back. I will have one of my Insta Shades plus the canopy on the camper. Wait a minute, wait a minute. Um, Did you say an Insta Shane? Insta Shade. Oh, sh <laughs> Insta Sean, I think he said. Insta Shade. Yeah. I thought you said Insta Shade. I'm like, wow, that's cool. Or Insta Shane. I'm like, what's that Insta Shane? Is that like an Insta 360X or something? Uh <laughs> yeah. But yeah, I'll have uh, I'll have the camper there and we'll be. Uh, We'll be roughing it. I'm actually going to bring my uh, 10 foot projection screen. We'll watch movies in the afternoon. Oh, it's nine o'clock. So one of the things I was asking, I don't know how we got off topic. We always get off topic, but um, we start at seven. It's eight, nine. That's two hours. What do you guys think? Um, do, do we like the long podcast, the talking on the after show and just talking about paramotors? Do we want this to be sh uh, shorter? John Wayne, what's up, brother? John Wayne and I flew this last weekend. It's good to see you, bro. How you doing, bud? Doing good, man. So what do you think? Longer, shorter? What do you think Not as far longer. as like, huh? Not longer. Four hours is too much. I think four hours is our max anyways. I think we only did that one time and but it just it just flowed and we was yeah. almost like, oh come on, we really gotta get off the podcast right now. And some of them are, you know, not as long, but what do you think? One hour, two hours, three hours? What do you think? Just how it flows? One, one hour always seems like it's too short or too yeah. quick with the wheel spins and all that kind of stuff and the introductions. It's it's like your your content time seems to be diminished a bit with just the one hour yeah three hours I, my show on tuesday nights i try to keep it two hours um, it always runs like 12 hours well that's if i forget <laughs> to turn the computer off now sean i will tell you with that being said i've yeah. been on other channels and and been made the host on after whatever and on my phone so i don't know how i forget i don't turn my computer off hardly ever so oh I no it's, it's not that it's like right now if i was uh okay so i've been the host the entire time it's streaming to my channel right, right. if i leave and let it go uh, i would i would have to either turn it off here um I don't know how that actually would work with it streaming on my channel then giving you hosting permissions but i know if you have hosting permissions and you stream to your channel when you leave you have to click at the very bottom when at the very top um stop custom streaming or, or stop streaming right and also too on the very bottom you'd have to hit stop recording your audio too if you had your audio going like right now we have the audio going and we have the youtube stream going so right now we have two things that are recording uh the audio for our uh, pbg Grandpa's Paramotor Podcast, which you can listen on uh, iTunes or whatever your favorite podcasting app is. And that's always fun to listen to, especially if you're like a, a trucker that has nothing better to do than to just sit in your truck and listen to, to, to people talking about paramotors for three hours. The time goes by pretty quick. And I've been told that. I've also been told on the same note, too, that, you know, more than an hour and I'm bored and 
I don't have time to listen or I don't want to listen. So, you know, I think as long as we all talk about paramotors, we enjoy what we're doing. If someone wants to listen, they can listen. If they don't, you don't have to listen. Yeah, the people That's in the not- chat are saying uh, one, one hour is too short. Uh, two to three hours is perfect. And then there was a question by uh, a Michael Pendleton, Bad Apples questions. If I show up on Friday or even Saturday, will there be a place to put my camper? Shane, you may know that answer. Say say again. I was I was in the midst of reading something when you. I'm my, sorry. Michael Pendleton. He has a questions about bad apples. If I show up um, on Friday or even Saturday, can you hear me? Yes, I can hear you. Okay. If, if he shows show up on Friday or Saturday. Yeah. Will there be a place for him to put the camper? All right. So there will more than likely be a place to put the camper. Whether you will actually have a power pole is a different story. They have 50 power poles. And my understanding is the first five power poles from the pavilion will be for um, Bad Apples members only. So that leaves 45 power uh, pedestals. And if my understanding of that correctly, each pedestal can uh, power four campers or whoever's in that site if they got a tent camper whatever so i can't say yes i can't say no but i can say that there's enough area that you will have um you will have a spot to put your camper whether or not you will have power is a whole different ball game they do I mean, you can bring a generator. I'm actually bringing my generator just in case something funky happens and I don't get a power pole. I know I can run my my 3500 Predator for my camper. So if you have a generator, bring one as backup in case you don't get a power pole. Whatever you do, Michael, do not unhook the power to the guy with the smoker. Yeah, <laughs> that's good point. <laughs> One, I will get mad. Two, so everyone else is not going to get to eat on time. <laughs> is it electric? Yeah, the one I'm getting is electric. Yeah, electric boogie woogie woogie. The um, don't ever tell me talk about my taping or videoing or whatever it is I say that is so offensive. Look at you, boogie woogie woogie. No, my, my, <laughs> if, my you're old, if you're old, if you're old, you know what that meant. My charcoal smoker is, um, let's just say I don't have to worry about two guys running off with it. It'll take three or four to, to get it to go somewhere. Um, and it's way too bulky and big to be toting around to anywhere other than my backyard. I've moved it three times, um, three different corners of my backyard and uh, on the patio. And the last place it is is where it's going to always be because I ain't moving it no more. It's got it's got three legs um, that it stands on so I can kind of turn it and walk it to move it, but it is a beast, man. It's not an easy task. So yeah, I, uh, I will be buying and bringing a new electric smoker and uh, hopefully I'll have plenty of experience on it with, with that being said, for those who are going to bad apples, then it will be a select amount of people i don't want to say select few 
but there will be um i will be cooking food we are going to have um i guess whoever wants to have food cooked or me cook food or what have you we're gonna do a a little chat or whatever group chat and uh we'll throw let's say you know got 10 people and we're gonna do chicken and steak and whatever you know if i buy all the food then you know we'll split it 10 ways or what have you um but yeah i can't afford to feed everybody i'm a blue collar worker man that's just ridiculous hey I just want the hell out of some bologna. We have bologna <laughs> sandwiches. Yeah, oh, man. What do you, if you go, you go to the fly-in, you're gonna have an absolute blast. So don't worry about that. And there's probably gonna be someone there you can. Oh, you're going with your wife, you said. Yeah. 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 Well, even Me? so, I mean, you have a Maybe camera. No, we're thinking about actually. Well, we're not sure yet. We're thinking about renting one. Yeah. For the time being, or just getting a hotel somewhere and popping over to the field. Um, your first time, I would say probably be best just get a hotel. Um, only because how far are you from Bad Apples? How many hours? Oh shit, I don't even know. Be right oh, back. Good lord, this guy! It's 16, 1,600 miles. I'll be there in three days. <laughs> <laughs> Let's see what what's the city and state? <laughs> it's it is um, America, America something. Andersonville, Georgia. Andersonville. It's okay. Hodges Field. Anyways, if you were if you were actually flying, Dave, I would say that you'd want to stay there, but because it's not necessarily important for you to get a good night's rest and five hours. Break, five hours. Okay. Um. You know, you, you don't have to be up 30 minutes before the sun gets up and, and set up your motor and all that stuff. So it would it would make sense for you to get a hotel room. Now, Will being his last, his last and first fly-in at Swanee, I was like, dude, you're going to hate yourself if you have to leave. But you guys can stay up as late as you want, and you don't have to. You can show up two hours after the sun comes up and still see plenty of show, you know? Yeah. So... For you, I would say it's a different scenario. Than I want to try to befriend somebody to give me a tandem. I don't do think people do that there. Oh yeah. Okay. Well, I can say that. Well, my first my first flying was Vail, and that's the one. Where oh I yeah. Got, I'm sorry. No, no, it's okay. The only reason I'm mentioning is, is because in Vail I got a hotel, and then in Swanee I stayed on site and between the two staying there where where all the action is is the way to go mm -hmm. but i mean assuming you're going to fly and all that you know well i won't be flying yet but i will be um real quick for kent stamey i don't have uh i, I can't get super chats because i don't have the watch hours and or a thousand subscribers so I can't do that, but you can like go said, to ppgshane.com, subscribe, hit that bell notification and help them out. Yeah. Get yeah. me up to that thousand. Um, PP, PPG shame. <laughs> <laughs> shameless. 
Yeah, how, how, how do you spell that, Shane? How do you spell your .com? I don't get it. I'm going to go over there and sweep your leg. <laughs> <laughs> take, take it off and beat me with it. <laughs> uh, I promised myself I wouldn't make any leg jokes, and damn it if you made me do it. Hey, Sean uh, started it. I'm sorry. I put my foot in my mouth on that one. <laughs> no, no, stop. Just stop. I, I, I promised myself. Yeah, don't because it'll just run. It's, it'll run away with it. Oh. <laughs> uh, oh, my head is hurting. Oh, it's your face that's killing it's, me. It's killing me. <laughs> oh. <laughs> oh, I'm sorry, Shane. Oh, Did you say so something? Well. No, I didn't. <laughs> Uh, so uh, when it gets closer to bad apples i will definitely find out who's going who wants to jump in and we can figure out a you know a meal plan if everybody's truly interested in doing it we can there's again the smoker is only so big and and i can't promise you know to feed 15 people or so but yeah, you know, I'll bust out the Smoky Joe and get some steaks or something, you know? Yeah, well... The, it don't mean the, nothing. Well, the uh, the smoker I'm getting is an eight-in-one. It does everything. I mean, you can even cook a pizza in the damn thing if you wanted to. Yeah, it's That's it's good. got... I'll be there. You'll be there, Walter? Yeah, I'll be the pizza, uh, Mike and Lane. Well, I got news for you. Before you go back, we got a bunch of shit to give you to take in your suitcase. Save us a whole bunch of money. Lots. Absolutely. <laughs> you need to come here. Yeah, you have to pay the import duties, though, probably. All right, Walter, you said pizza. Why do Australians always put an R on the end of something? Pizza. There's no R in pizza. It comes from one place in England that does that. And in New England, when they come over from England, they'll say Warsh also. And instead of Emma, they'll say Emmer. No, I'm talking specifically an R on the end of a word. That's what I'm saying. Like a, a person's name is Simona, yeah. and I'll hear yeah, Simona. Emma, say it's a place in England. Yeah. I forgot where it is in England specifically that they do that only. Er. They shipped the prisoners from England to the far they, corners of the earth to Australia. That just carried on. Er. Must have come from the pirate days. Where's that pirate mean? <laughs> Why are pirates always mad? They just are. <laughs> yeah. well, I don't know. Uh, the, the, uh, it's a part of the uh, Australian slang. Uh, chuck an R or an A on the end. Like a lot of Australians go, uh, actually, a bit like your Canadians is like. Uh, Went to the shop the other day, eh? Hey? You know, or, mm -hmm. um, you know, went for a drive, eh? Hey? You know? Or instead of saying, oh no, you'll hear, I know. Yeah. Like, so, oh, I know. Is your real name Walt? But then we say Walter. Ah, that's cool. <laughs> Never thought about that. <coughs> I, my, my real name in Italian is Walter, which is. Volta or Walter, but in hey, Italian, it's Volta. Is anybody else concerned to how much time John Wayne spends in the bathroom? Is he in the bathroom? Yeah, it's where, it's where I live. 
No shit, huh? Uh, yeah, good acoustic. Don't take that crap, John Wayne. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Hey, John, John Wayne, did you see that new movie coming out about constipation? No. Me neither. It's not out yet. <laughs> <laughs> well, these are some really crappy jokes. Yeah. Oh, my God. Boom, boom. <laughs> and then what uh, if i ever quit smoking my wife will let me live in the house oh is that what you're doing you're sneaking a smoke yeah i i have to smoke in this bathroom here <laughs> i say you got a good way in man tell us about yeah. it you said you had a good weekend. Tell us about it. Oh, well, Sean was there. We had an impromptu fly-in this weekend. Yep. John Hudson got a big surprise, didn't he? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah. What was it? Was that an inside joke? Uh, it, it was supposed to be a, a, a thing for his students and anybody who might be interested in training from five to uh -oh. seven in the afternoon. And we wound up with what? About 35 people out there, I guess. And oh, wow. I don't know how many people were in the air, but it was a, it was turned out to be a pretty big deal. Are flames a little bit scary with all the people in the air at the same time? Yeah. Can be. For me, they are. <laughs> when, when, at a flying, when they tell you to get up and get out, yeah, there's a reason for it. When you get 35, 40 people flying in a tight circle, it gets a little chaotic. And not to mention the air gets <laughs> the air gets very turbulent. Very. So yeah, you get up, get out, and uh, come back and land. And you're Most still gonna have just, you're just still gonna, gonna do your own thing. Yeah, I mean, you don't necessarily fly directly over to LZ. You go and take a little adventure, fly 30, 40 minutes one way, and preferably into the wind, as you, you're not a pilot yet, but they'll teach you. Always take your journey into the wind, turn around, come back, tailwind, and you'll never really truly have a problem, unless the wind does a whole 180 thing, and then you're screwed. <laughs> but for the most part, I normally figure out which way the wind is, and I take off, and I just go until... I'm like, all right, I've gone far enough. I'm, you know, pretty much done seeing everything I can. I'll turn around and come back. I mean, you're on the way out. I hit all the fields that I feel are safe enough to fly. On the way back, I just re-enter those same fields and just have a blast doing whatever. But, uh, yeah, you'll get some guys. There's one particular guy that just can't seem to leave the LZ. And, you know, you see smoke once, twice, it's cool. The 15th, 16th time of flying by putting smoke over, it's kind of annoying. Just yeah. so you know. I take it that, that person guy. is not in the group right now. I, I guess I guess we can talk about uh, flying uh, etiquette real quick. Yeah, that'd be great. So uh, ppgshane.com. Is that right? ppgshane.com? Uh, he's been <laughs> shame, shame.com. Okay. Uh, dude, you've been to more flyings than I have. I've been to this little impromptu one. Um, let's go ahead and see what uh, Shane has to say about 
um, fly-ins and the etiquette. Then we'll talk with John Wayne. Uh, Will, have you been to fly-ins? Two. Two? Okay, we'll talk to him too. All right. Shane? I, I'm, <clears throat> I've am i done a show on this on my right. channel, ppgshane.com. Um, and it was about proper etiquette of fly-ins and stuff. First of all, if you, like I said, Dave is, is coming. He's five hours away. You don't want to show up at four o'clock, three o'clock in the morning with your loud ass truck and leaving it running with headlights beaming on someone's tent while you're figuring out where a safe place is to park your trailer. Okay. You know, when you have type in your GPS for the address, you know, when you're going to get there, <clears throat> either a leave sooner, B come later. Don't show okay. up in the middle of the freaking night when everybody's trying to sleep. That's for me. That's almost, that's not number one, but it's close Two, the rules are the rules. If they tell you not to park your truck somewhere, don't park your truck there. If they tell you not to fly over to LZ, guess what? Get up, get out. It's not that hard. It's plain and simple. If, uh, you're going to set your gear out and you see someone you haven't seen in a while. Guess what? Pick all your crap up, move it off to LZ and have your conversation. Get, get your wings set up, get your gear on and take off. I've seen common, people. Common sit, courtesy. Yeah. I've seen people sit out there dead smack in the middle of the LZ and have a conversation. What are you doing? You are an inconsiderate person at that point. Because you haven't only affected the person that's behind you waiting to launch, but all the other people, when you go to a fly and you will literally see stacks of people waiting for the person in front of them to go. You're holding a 65, 70 pounds on your back, waiting and waiting and waiting. And some Joe Schmo is out in front of you having a conversation with some guy he just see, hasn't seen in a couple of years or whatever the story is. Who cares? Grab your shit, get it off the field. If you don't want to move it off the field, guess what? Hook into it and take off. Flying over the LZ, you're going to have new pilots, intermediate pilots, and experts. Stop flying over the LZ. People are taking off. When you go to hook in, you've stretched your lines out. You've taken that step back. I always look over my shoulder, the other shoulder, make sure there's no one landing or coming down the runway. I mean, you'll see guys that literally will just fly circles over the runways, just literally constantly like they're in a NASCAR race, just continuously turning over the LZ. One, it screws up the air, makes it really hard for anybody taking off. Whether they're new, intermediate or expert, it's still a pain in the ass. Um, so get up, get out. If you got lights on your on your cage that look really cool, great. Guess what? I can still see them at 600 feet above the LC. You know, I don't need to see them at 50 feet. So get in, get out, you know, and coming in the land. I've seen this as well. People land, leave their wings out. Two things can happen. One, someone's going to fly over and try to land and wrap up into your wing. Or two, they're going to go, oh, I can't land go to launch and take our do a, a flyby because they can't land now because they're in going to land on your wing and end up sucking your wing up in their prop. So pick your stuff up, walk off the field, 
why are you leaving your stuff there? It's $3,000 sitting there. Why would you want to leave? First thing I do is pick my wing up. I disconnect, put my risers together, suck up my lines, and I towed everything out at once. Because why leave it out there? Someone's going to hit it. Whose fault is it? Is it the guy landing? Because he's landing. I tried to land and launch right next to my vehicle, so I'm out of the way of everybody. For those who need an area code like me and Jay or Eric, we don't necessarily have, like, I try to pick the most least density of people when I come in to land. Now, when I had, when I went to the mile high thing and I, my motor was out, dude, I'm telling you right now, somebody would have cut in front of me. I don't have a chance to start my motor up. It wouldn't start. I'm coming in. So if your gear is out there, when I come in for a, I don't know if you would call that an emergency landing because my motor wouldn't start, but I don't have an option of circling back around. And you don't know if the people behind me have their motors on. So get your stuff, get off. That's pretty much it for the etiquette. In my point of view, I could be wrong about all of it, but I don't think I am. <laughs> does anybody, does anybody, are there ever like etiquette signs posted or little handouts, like just for those people that don't kind of get it? They have some, every some like at Swanee. Yeah, every every morning at Swanee, which I kind of disagree with the time frame. You can hold that meeting thirty minutes before the sun comes up, not thirty minutes after the sun came up to have that meeting. You know, now you're cutting into our fly time. But I understand safety is safety. Um, every morning they first thing they say, don't fly over the runway. Next thing, get up, get out. Don't fly over the LZ. Don't fly over the campers. Don't do this. Don't do that. Within 10 minutes of that, people are flying over the campers, flying over the runways. It's just like, and it's, it's, it's a few, no pun intended to the Georgia bad apples people, but it's the, a couple bad apples that ruin it for everyone. When they start breaking the rules and then, all the rules start getting tightened because of a couple bad apples. Now, none of us are having fun because we're literally under lock and key. So me personally, I try not to be that guy. I mean, I, like I said, when I came in with no power in the video, I don't even know if I put it in the video, I was debating. I'm like, I'm, I'm not allowed to cross the runway, but I don't have any power. You put the quite a bit in about that. Right. And, and the way that the wind is blowing, I cannot come down the taxi, turn 90 degrees and land before hitting the campers. I'm like, holy crap, I don't know what to do. Like, I'm debating as I'm trying to figure out what I'm doing. I look at both ends of the runways. I look in the sky at the both ends of the runway, make sure there was no planes coming. If a plane had come, I literally would have just crosswinded and landed out and then had somebody come pick me up in the golf cart because... That would have been my only option if a plane was coming. No planes were coming. I literally landed and within 30 minutes walked over to the guy that was running it, which is Carson. And I said, hey, listen, I crossed the runway. I was out of, you know, my motor wouldn't start the way the winds were. He's like, no problem. Don't worry about it. Just don't do it again. Hey, I plan to never have a motor out. <laughs> just so you know. <laughs> so, I mean, it does that particular situation is completely different than those who are under power 
and just crossing runways and thinking it's fun to foot drag a runway that they literally said, don't the one piece of property you can't do anything over or around. You got a couple of people that was like, oh, I'm going to go foot drag the runway. So is there a governing body at these fly-ins that are that might be able to say, hey, you keep that crap up or you're disinvited to these events? Um, the person that's usually running it now, Carson um, at Swanee, he's under the airport manager. Airport manager complains to him. Air, or so the whoever's complaining complains to the airport manager. Airport manager says, "Hey, Carson, you need to take care of this." Now, if you were to break the rules a couple times, I can honestly say it's without question why you're asked to leave. But, I mean, if I was to continue to have motor outs and cross the runways every day, I could understand them saying, all right, Shane, you got to go. This is the fifth time you've crossed the runway with no power. <laughs> I'd be okay with that. It would never happen, but I'd be okay with it. But there's just some people that have no clue that they've done anything wrong or they think they're doing anything wrong. And that's the real problem. Yeah, that's, that's, like, scary. that's like that one guy that got uh, uninvited to all the uh, fly-ins because of what they did. I think Shane knows what I'm talking about. I'm not saying any names, mm -hmm. but yeah, I could not believe that what I heard. That was unbelievable. Somebody did something so bad, uh, twerked off so many people at a fly-in, they are never invited to go to another fly-in around there again. I don't think it was a fly-in. It was just a bunch of people met up. They're never allowed to be over there to meet up again. Yeah. Um, yeah. Without saying names. Just, just blatant, um, blatant disregard for... Yeah. Well, well, you're talking about rules. Okay, so if you go to a county-owned airport and they say, hey, if anybody comes out here in a camper, they owe $20 a night. If that person shows up and decides, hey, I am going to run my generator and not pay the $20 a night. Guess who doesn't care whether you're running a generator or not? If your camper is on their property overnight, guess what they want? They want 20 bucks. And when you're there day after day and not paying 20 bucks, the people that are there that have been given permission by the county to be there to run their schools which, by the way, there was three or four schools running there at the time. County made it very clear. If we come through there and count campers and it doesn't match the money you turn in, you're going to have to then get a permit to run your school. You're going to then have to have permits every day to have campers stay because now they're going to have to send somebody out every night to collect money for the campers that are sitting there. And this one particular person decided, hmm, and this isn't the first time that this person did that. So, yeah, I was just dumbfounded when I was told by several of the people, because I, I went and flew at this place and uh, they're like, oh, your friend was here. I'm like, who is my friend? And they explained who it was. And I was like, oh, OK, what happened? Let me guess. Ran the generator, didn't pay the money. And they're like, yeah, jeopardized three or four different schools that were training out of this place. And all the students that had taken time off of work to go to this thing all could have got shut down if the county would have came in there, counted campers and said, your numbers aren't right. You need a permit. 
those permits take two, three weeks to get. So this one particular person, from my understanding, I don't know necessarily if that person was told they can't come back, but I can tell you right now, if you had been at this airport in the last couple of weeks, you might want to call ahead and make sure it's okay you come because you may not have a, a welcome mat out front of the gate there. Because they were some seriously upset people about it. Rightfully so. Hey, uh, one of the things I've noticed about the, about the fly-in thing is like the impromptu stuff. That can be chaotic because there isn't anybody out there with rules and stuff. And so it gets, it gets pretty chaotic. Folks are just laying out wings wherever they want to. And you're trying to land and somebody's under you. And of course the lowest, the lowest uh, flyer has the right of way, but you don't know that they're slipping in underneath you, you know? And if you, if you're the kind of person that lands with the engine off, that can be a catastrophe, you know, somebody slides underneath you with a faster wing. Now, my understanding that Bad Apples, they will have, what do they call them, a field marshal or somebody that will literally tell you when you can take off. Air boss. Air, Air boss. boss, that's it, yeah. Thank you. Boss, Thank yeah. you, Parachick. Man, no brains, pressure there, right? Brains and beauty. Look at what, it. What if you muff a takeoff? Is it like everyone's going to be like... <clears throat> no, no. Listen, it happens no. all the time. It, the that. only time you're going to hear smirks and, and a little bit of giggles is when that prop dis- gets destroyed because everybody knows the sound. You will help. He, you don't have to see it. You will just hear it and every you'll help everybody right behind you go, oh. I've never heard it. Never heard it. But I did see all the pieces out at the uh, at, at the uh, fly-in from the night before. John Wayne, John Wayne picked up all the pieces and said, do you see what this is right here? And I'm like, it looks like a bunch of wood. What, is, what happened? <laughs> now, I, I I can honestly say I've watched dozens of people fail launch. I've failed a launch or two at a fly-in. No one's sitting there laughing at you, honestly. No, no, all but, it. everybody does it. Everybody. Right. So, and Jade, she was all she's worried about going to a fly-in and have people. Dude, it happens all the time. You sit there and watch it. It just goes. Now, if like Mark Elroy. I cannot believe how many people were gasping and and given that cringe sound as his takeoff front was a frontal or he did a uh, forward launch and then his wingtip touches the flipping ground and he's not even in a seat yet. And I mean, he just had a really bad takeoff. He, he, he saved it, but no one sat there and laughed at him. Everybody was like, oh, my God, oh, ah, and then he took off. And what's the you first know, thing somebody no. does, too, like when you botch a launch? I mean, I botched a launch. Um, I did a reverse, and I turned around, and my line got caught in my strobe. I decided to put my strobe up here on my cage. That was a bad thing to do, so I put it down. I moved my, my strobe over, and I redid it. But I tell you what, as soon as my wing went down, I had three or four people coming over to help me lay out the wing. That's everyone, the other exactly. thing. Everyone, every time. Yeah. yeah. Every time somebody people come running. Every and even if people are laughing and stuff, they're not making fun of you. It's, we're all in the same boat. Everybody does. Yeah. To me, it feels like it's a stewardship almost. It's like, you know, yeah. you, you treat others how you would want to be treated. Matter matter of fact, at the poker run, 
there was three guys in front of me and about 12 behind me. And when we were all taken off, it was literally one wing after another. And the person in front of me launched. I should have waited probably 10 seconds to let their, their wash go by, but I didn't. I rushed it because I was not wanting to be one of those people that took too long. First thing that happened, my wing just folded up behind me and I was, I turned around, laid it down and I put my head down like, damn it. And before I could even get my head up, there was five guys stretching my wing out. And I had like, Oh crap. I unclipped, dropped my risers, turned around, clipped back in and I was off. And the time I got up in my seat and turned and, and came back the way that we were heading, I think three other guys had already launched behind me. So, yeah, you do feel pressure that you've got people waiting on you. I couldn't imagine going, oh, my God, I haven't seen you in freaking six years. Let's have a conversation. Why, there's eight guys behind you waiting for you to take off. No, here I am just ready to go. And if I would have just waited 10 seconds for all the air to go calm down somewhat, I would have had a perfectly fine launch, but I rushed it. Then technically the poker run was truly my first. And that wasn't a flying. It was a poker run. I don't know what the difference is. We just went to point A and point B and came back. Um, But yeah, I mean, that, that video started out awesome because I flew almost into the back of a camper on takeoff. Luckily, I had the... That was a good video. That was a good video. Luckily, I had enough sense to go, there's no way I'm going to lift over that camper. And I just went to one knee and and slid into probably four feet shy of the the ramp on the back of the trailer. My wing covered the back of the camper. And uh, the lady turned around and looked at me. I said, what's for breakfast? (laughs) I was just like, I almost just ran right through your entire camper, but I stopped. And there was no damage done to anyone or anything. And, and I reset up and took off and launched, caught up with the other two guys, or the other three guys. And we flew to Avon and um, did, you know, got our cards again. If I just waited 10 seconds for the guy's rotor in front of me to stop, then I would have never had a failed launch, but I rushed it, which again, everyone understands that they're the pilot in front of them could be a new pilot or an expert. It doesn't matter if they have a failed launch. We've all done it. How are they going to get mad at you? You know what I mean? Like it's not, it's not a, I wouldn't say it's a competition by no means. It's, it's, it's an understanding that it happens. So if you have a failed launch, don't panic. Someone's going to come out and stretch your wing out. You're ready to go and go. If you have another failed launch, guess what? Don't panic. Now, if you get into the fourth one, you might want to just scoot to the side because somebody's going to say something to you. But you have two or, you know, one or two failed launches. It's not a big deal. That third everybody's, one. Everybody's been a beginner at one point, right? Yeah. The, I mean, the other thing that will happen, too, is, is, you know, I'm an old guy. And when they see the funny looking old guy land, there's always two or three guys run out there to grab my wing for me or to try to take my motor and walk it back. I, you know, it, they just. There's always somebody to help you out. You just play it up to get that extra help, don't you? I, I ain't never, I ain't never done that. I just look up and here they come. I guess I just want to see if I broke my leg or not. <laughs> <laughs> hey, what makes it real easy, at least for me, it did, it may and more comfortable is 
especially the first fly-in, is to go with somebody or a group that they're going to the fly-in, you know, that you've already got a connection with. And uh, they, I don't know, for me, it was just, it made me feel comfortable, you know? And if I had any questions, I had someone to ask and and they were more than happy to to help out. For sure. I I would want to see some of your faces and not have absolutely nobody that I knew and just be like, Hey, I don't fly, but I want to kind of watch know what? That is a really good idea. How about before the next flying that, that rolls around, we do a, uh, a podcast and we open up the, the podcast for everybody to jump on, introduce themselves. They're going to that next fly-in. Hey, my name is Sean. Hey, there's David, you know, John Wayne, Will Fly, uh, Skinny Chef. You know, get to know each other here. So when we go to the, um, the, the fly-in, we already got a group of people. So maybe we can do that uh, in the future. What do you think? Yeah, I think it's a great idea. I do, I, I do want to comment on Dave's thing. Dave, if you went there and you didn't know anybody, I guarantee you within an hour you've met 10 people and talked to them for 20, 30 minutes apiece. Honestly. Yeah. Like all you got to do is walk by and say, oh, that's a nice motor. Boom. Yeah. Conversation starter. Everybody's hey, excited to talk about it. Dude, it's it, I'm telling yeah. you, it's it's a it's a flipping drug that's you haven't been in the air yet. You think you got it bad now. Wait till you fly. Because yeah. it gets it gets Sitting on the outside looking in from Australia, who <clears throat> honestly, uh, people, I can't believe what goes on f- with my eyes in respect to the way that we have to fly here with licenses. And I'll tell you, it's a book, it's called Basic Aeronautical Knowledge, which tells you how a plane flies from an airport, which in, in respect, when you're at the airport, you should do the same. Uh, at a fly-in, and I've told you guys, everyone seems to be going everywhere in the sky. How can I judge where I'm going to where everyone else is when I'm on the ground? And coming from a fixed wing, I know before I leave the ground, and this is from a proper airport, and we have a left and a right-hand pattern, two runways. I already know who's in the air before I've even left the ground. And there could be 9, 10, 11 planes in the sky. Now, when it comes to power parachutes, again, I'm, I'm in a club or that has six runways, and basically it's a... It's a crossing, it's an X, and then we have, uh, sorry, four runways, and then we have a north and a south runway, okay? And the way, the way it works out is where the cross is in the middle, we have a huge triangle in the, in the middle of that cross as powered parachutes, <clears throat> et cetera. And we take off in whatever wind direction is. Now, if there's a plane taking off at the same time, he's going to be taking off in the same basic direction as you, but he's using a runway. So all I've got to do is watch him 
or watch whoever's lining up, and you know everyone's flown in a big plane, how many aircrafts can be on the ground waiting to take off on a runway? And it's no different to being at a fly-in when you've got 30 people around, either flying in the air or on the ground waiting to take off or trying to land. At our airfield, we have a, 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 an air traffic controller who's linked in, linked in with radios that helps everybody to understand where everybody is. And in basic flight over here, you call, uh, if it's an aircraft, five nautical miles before you get to the airport. So people already know that you're coming into the pattern. Now, the pattern is straight off from a runway, 500 feet up to 1,000, fly downwind, come back around the base and land on, on finals. And it can be done all exactly the same, right, at the same airfield, and I put it to our club and we took that on. If a plane's at 1,000 feet doing a circuit, you as a powered parachute or a, a powered uh, motor glider, you can uh, fly at 500-foot circuit, right, and be within side of the traffic pattern of an aircraft. So, in other words, if he's if he's flying along and on downwind, right, uh, at a thousand feet, he can see you well because you're you're on his left generally, right. The pilot sits on the left, and your pattern's generally on the left, and you're judging everything from your left-hand side. And a, and a powered parachute or uh, anything like slow flies the 500-foot pattern and works out fine. In GA, it's actually done <clears throat> when the ceiling or the cloud layer is below a 1,000 feet. You can't come into an airport, an airport like that. So you do the circuit at 500 feet providing you're below the, the clouds. Otherwise, you just got to go somewhere else. And to me, I, I see a lot of the fly-ins and people flying higgledy-piggledy here and there and everywhere. And like Shane says, there's something about it when you, you know, and we used to say it in drag racing, when, when the engine starts, your brain goes out the exhaust. And I think it's the same in... in uh, PPG is once you start that engine and probably you're, you're in the end, you, you haven't even left the ground. You're making mistakes of where, you, where you're positioning yourself or are you putting yourself in front of someone else. All those things is common courtesy in modern-day life, but when you, when you put it to air... Um, there's common practices and procedures to follow. And as DP said, is there a card? Is there something? And no, there really ain't. There is in if, if you follow the air law. But uh, I, I think for fly-ins over there, you should look at something. Right. Walter, to... hold on one second. We're losing some people here real quick. Jim says he's got to go. Uh, Jade and uh, Eric need to go. Will Fly says he needs to, to head on out. So let's go ahead and say goodbye to everybody that's leaving. Yeah, we only got like about 10 more minutes left anyways.
You have a good evening. So, Thank Jim, how, how do we get up with you real quick? Yeah. <laughs> uh, DIYprinting.ca. All right. Good deal. All right. Thank you, Jim, for joining us. Thanks, guys. Well, Fly, you got to go, too. Thanks, Will. Keep pumping out those videos. <laughs> All right, man. Yeah, how, how, do we get, how do we get to those videos, Will? I think it's willflyppg.com. Is that willflyppg.com? Will fly, yeah. Will, will. How, how do you spell yeah. that real quick? W-I-L-L-P-P-G.com. Willflyppg.com. Thank you so much. Willflyppg.com. We know what you mean. Hey, when I said I wanted to raise my hand before Walter was talking, I was going to give out two shout outs before I get off because I have to go to work tomorrow. That I was going to tell uh, John Wayne, thank you for yesterday for setting my wing up back and forth. I don't know if he's still on here or if he already got off. He's and here. to um, Sean, here. So, uh, you're welcome. Was, hey, Anytime. Thank you. But hey, I was real jazzed when you taught me how to, you know, do my wing. What, what is that? I'm so tired. I don't even know. What is that? Reverse? No, freehand kite. What is that? Freehand kiting? Yeah, that. I was so jazz and pumped when I was like, ooh, I can do that. And I was like, I could have put a motor on my back and taken off. Not only that, yeah, you but you did you what? Do what? You're ready. I just tell her she's ready. What was the second shout out? I didn't hear that, Amy. About Sean. Oh, and if I wanted to thank Sean, how would I get in touch with Sean? Uh, I oh, guess you'd have to go to ppggrandpa.com. That's ppggrandpa.com. And how do we spell that? That's ppggrandpa.com. Is it grandpa or grandpa? Grandpa, G-R-A-N-D. And Will Fly, it's going to cost you $5, not four ninety nine. Yeah, yeah. No, it's going to cost you 501 because it takes... 501 next week, yep. Anyways, no, really, Sean... Saw a bad habit that I picked up that no one else had really said anything to me in my self-training. So got that straightened out and it was uh, weird at first, but then it was very easy and quickly implemented on my end. So that made me feel good that my brain didn't get too muddled up with that. But yeah, I see people of uh, freehand kind and I think, oh my gosh, that's so hard. How do they do that without, you know, being taken off the ground, blah, blah, blah. But it was really cool when I was able to do it. So you, I always you know, thought that was like the hardest thing to do. You know that um, I got a video of you kiting. Um, you did a reverse and then you turned around and did a forward. You turned around, and did a reverse. You turned around, and did a forward. I tell you what, if you had a motor on your back, uh, you would have been in the air. Would is, is it something that we could show? I mean, if I showed my yeah, video. Would, yeah, go ahead and show it. But I think my best kiting was before the video. So... But like I said, someone thought I was mentally too tired to put a motor on my back and try to taxi. And <laughs> well, what time did you? Uh, three in the morning. We don't do that. Every now and then. We never do that. <laughs> right. So you know, if you don't go to bed at eight o'clock, you don't go to bed oh, at eight o'clock. We never do that. Please, yeah. eight o'clock. I'm not falling asleep. Ten o'clock. Yeah. Fall asleep. Yeah, you need to go to bed early, get plenty of sleep, you know, because, you know, you really need a lot of brain power to, to be able to do something, you know, like a solo. 
Yeah, Friday night was completely unplanned when we took one of his co-workers that got a new job out. What's the size of that wing? 21 meter. 21? Look at that. She kited it up. She turned around. She ran forward. I told her to make sure she looks at her wingtip. Oh, dude. He could she totally did really go. Good. Is that there you go, timing. She fought it just a little bit, but I told her don't to fight it. She's fine. Say, like, oh, okay, don't fight it. She turned around. She uh, good job. We got it under control, and then she turned around and ran again. And if she had a motor on her back. Oh, either way, yeah. I mean, either time, she would have been up in the air. Yeah. Hey, real real quick, um, Amy, that's a great job. Yeah. I, I was trying to cut in earlier, but I couldn't because somebody forgot to turn his microphone on. But, uh, Will, your last video was freaking hilarious. Yeah. It's not not too many of us can slap ourselves. You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah. I chuckled. Dude, I was dying. I was at the intersection watching it, and then I was just like, what is he doing? <laughs> I was like, oh, my God, I was dying. I'm going to see the video. It's freaking hilarious. And it's got I'm some not, great info in it. I'm, I'm not sure how to get to his uh, channel. How do you get to your channel real quick? Oh, sure. It's uh, willflyppg.com. That's cool. And that's where, oh, the video, sure. is that where the video is? Huh? We can find the video there. And that's the one That's the one that said uh, a paramotor killer attitude. Killer attitude, okay. yeah. Are, are you the only one here with his own LZ at home? I don't know. No, it's not my own LZ. I mean, it's, oh, it's a, not. It's an airport close to my home. Okay. But I'll tell you, I, I have thought I have thought about getting some land. Um, that would be nice. My wife and I so went out again, this weekend looking. Well, well, you couldn't change shirts for the uh, the bad guy. Yeah. Bad guy was wearing glasses. Wear black. <laughs> I can't tell you how. I, hey, I can't tell you how many times I got confused. <laughs> it's amazing how the guy with the glasses looks completely different from him without glasses. I know it's like Clark Kent and Superman, right? I mean, you can't tell the difference between the two. <laughs> oh my God, I chuckled, dude. I'm telling you, I chuckled so hard, dude. I was dying. So it's Amy, Amy, just so you know, the blue balls were good. Oh, thank you. I remember That's that one. Thank you. <laughs> I remember that downwind. Will, what's your meter? Is it your oh shitometer or what is it? Oh, the, the W, the what the fuck a meter? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I like it. It's got the dial. <laughs> Yeah. Well, I'll let John Way explain the boot, my blue ball since he put it in his mouth. Oh no! Wait, wait, what? Yeah, yeah. I'm not telling anybody about that. <laughs> Is there a oh, video? No, no video. I made. No, I made cookies. Yeah, beta. no video, so it didn't happen. No, yeah. I made cookies on Easter, and I used M and M's in them because they look like Easter eggs. And then I had some sugar cookie dip left over from a previous order. So I thought, let's just go ahead and use it. I had blue sugar crystals in some Easter oh. sprinkles. So I made sugar cookie balls and rolled it in the blue crystals and baked them. So they had blue balls. Uh, 
Okay, okay, okay. I got gotcha. you. Gotcha. In your mouth. <laughs> and John liked it. Yeah, he did. He oh, said, this yeah. is like one of the best things I've eaten. Well, John, I, I feel like I've... Is it Will Fly? I've learned something new. You today. know way too much about me now, right? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I can't get it on as Who are you talking to, Amy? Hey, Will, I'm getting on willfly.com. Is that what you said? Willflyppg.com. Oh, that's why. Okay, thank no, you. Oh, look at that. Yeah, that, that was stupid. Don't ever try that. Don't oh ever put drag gravel either. I got all sorts of dents and dings and prop issues. <laughs> that happened doing once. that, that one time, one, one time. That was it. Never do yeah. that one again. Yeah, me too. And that was last week. When I first put drag on gravel, I said, I'm not ever going to do that again. No. I don't know how many, I, I don't understand how I get so many nicks and dings in my prop. And all I do is foot drag grass. It must be all the grasshoppers that kick back and get chopped up. Yeah, right, right. Yeah, they've got those little barbs on their legs. It's probably, that's it. Or poor, poor little grasshoppers. Grass, but that gravel, mm -mm. that was horrible. Oh my gosh. There wait. it is. What the fuck, meter? <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's hilarious. Yeah, if you guys haven't uh, gone to Will's channel, definitely go over to willflyppg.com. Subscribe to his channel. Hit that bell notification. He comes up with the, the, the coolest videos ever. And once I stop working three three jobs a day type of thing and seven days a week, other than you know do this on Monday nights, um, I definitely need to start making some videos because Will is definitely uh, kicking my butt when it comes to making videos. So, Wait, are you a funeral director too? What's that? Are you a funeral director too? I might have to do that as my fourth job. I'm telling you, I need the min the graveyard shift. <laughs> hey, Sean, this putting all this stuff together that you do that's that's a job in and of itself. Yeah, it is. Oh, this this is easy though. I mean, there's no rendering, there's no putting anything together. I we just get together on Monday, we start talking about paramotors. It's there. Oh this, no, this no, is no, the no, no, no! You put a lot of effort into this, and then. So you're not you're not kidding me. I know you put a lot of time and effort into the show. If it wasn't for everyone on the panel, including you guys that are here right now and everybody else that, that helps me out, honestly, it, I, I couldn't do this. Um, it seems like it's very easy to put on a show. Uh, you, you come and watch it. It's like, well, that's really easy. You just talk about paramotors. Well, yeah, go ahead and try that one time. Shane figured it out. I, I, I've, I've tried it, and it's not freaking easy. It, it is... It's not easy. I, I don't know how to explain it. it. There's 15 things that have to be taken care of right now. I actually two minutes ago. And you're you're behind the eight ball, like right from the get go. It is. Yeah. It, it shocks me every time. And it's getting a little it's I don't want to say it's getting easier because it's not. It's getting a little better. I understand the steps a little bit easier. It. No, I don't even. Know. I don't want to use the word easier. I'm understanding the steps that have to be done, and it's still overwhelming before every freaking show. So I get home at four, and the time I get done dealing with the dog who thinks that I've been gone for six weeks, and it's just <laughs> been eight and a half hours. Right. Um. Then I have to make dinner. Then I have to get ready for the show. I always forget to change out of my work shirt. 
Oh my god, dude, it's ridiculous. So now, now I've got this eight o'clock rule where I'm not opening a beer until eight o'clock. I I was six and a half minutes shy of that tonight, but I heard it. I just it it there's just so much stuff that's going on before the show and then when the show starts, and because of this show, I'm so used to reading the chat and finding questions and stuff and i'm supposed to be hosting my show and i'm like holy crap that's why i've got eric and jade and and brian and all them that that come on the show to help me out and here i am feel like i have to take everything on it's a lot dude and i i don't know how sean does it on top of actually working three jobs and it's 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 crazy dude i hats off to you for sure that's what you, I'm saying. You still missed like, Wealth Wise. You really guys rock. What's that, Dave? I was just saying, and you still missed Wealth Wise. You guys rock comment on the donation. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> you know. They're saying. Uh, it, it, it's hard to watch everything, and that's why we have so many people that are help that help us out. I mean, if you want a really good show, you definitely need moderators. That can look in your uh, your chat, uh, you know, find the questions, paste them into the 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 Zoom chat so we can see them. Um, you know, just background people that take care of things like uh, like JP, you know, JPTulo.com. You know, he uh, he's really good at finding everybody in the chat, putting them on a wheel, so we can do a spinning wheel of winning things, which is really awesome. Um, I love giving away stuff. God, I wish I was rich. You know what? If 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 I won the lottery and I was like a multimillionaire, I tell you what, we'd give away cars. <laughs> I think we'd more appreciate paramotors. Just so you know. Yeah. That's oh, all okay. I would okay. Need. Everyone, you get a paramotor. You get a paramotor. Yeah. Everybody gets a paramotor. <laughs> hey, just an FYI. Down. Hey, just an FYI that the uh, screen share that you were doing the yeah. uh, cow in the background. Will, Will took that one home. I did. <laughs> I ate it tonight. That was some good steakums. <laughs> she was a real mover. <laughs> All right. Thanks again, everybody. I'm going to bed. Thank you. How do we get up with yeah, you? Yeah, me too. You know what? How, do we, how do we get up with you and your pies? Um, Parachickpies.com and YouTube channel is theparachick.com. And where do we find some really good paramotors and wings? At uh, mm. Paraswag. Paraswag. Oh, that's right. Paraswagusa.com. <laughs> <laughs> wow, Mark's going to yeah. smack you one. <laughs> no, I knew. I knew. I was just being <laughs> No, I really do appreciate you. Hey, do, do you have any spare Rebel 2s laying around? Do we have any spares? Yeah, like a like a, a burnt with... orange, a burnt orange one. Uh, Never been orange. Oh, is there burnt orange? Nah, well, well, how do we how do we get up with Mark if we want to figure out about the, the, uh, the if we want to get we're a getting, rebel? How do we get up? With, how do we get up with Mark? Uh, call him at 903-293-3150. And if we want to order a pie, what number do we reach? <laughs> Same number. <laughs> What's the pie cost? No, go to I was letting y'all have your fun, but <laughs> the Rebel Two is free, but the pie is going to cost you. 
That's yeah. right. I heard it was about three bucks. Not mine. Oh, hey, hey, guys, real quick, too. Dragon Camper shouted out uh, Paris Wag USA on his channel. Oh, awesome. Thank you. Tell him thank you oh, very much. Thank you. But we're getting um, red, black, and orange are coming in. They're getting picked up tomorrow. They had a problem going through customs. So we got straightened out. Don't you love getting things overseas? I love it. Anyway, so that's it. Those are the colors in ParisWagUSA.com. DP, if you want to go check out all the goodies. John Wayne got a, a new throttle. He's loving it, so we can talk to him about. Oh that. yeah, I love that throttle. We got the one? cruise cruise control. Oh yeah, that new two hundred and forty dollar one. I better love it. <laughs> <laughs> Good hey, to see you, nice. Mark and Amy. Thanks for joining us a little bit tonight. Good night, y'all. Have a great day tomorrow. We appreciate y'all. Thank you. I appreciate y'all too. I really right, do. Right. I don't say Thanks. it. This is fun. Yes, it but is. I mean, what? I said good night, Amy and Mark. Night. Amy came Have first. I like morning. that. All right. And now it's down to a six. How many people are actually watching in the uh, on Eleven. the live stream? Eleven people are watching, and we have six people here. So yeah. there's people actually watching? Yeah. That's awesome. Be right back. Be right back. <laughs> Hey, I'm here yet too. Oh, oh, we uh, have people yeah. in the background. Who do we have in the background? We got uh Yeah, eleven people. I guess Jade and John Wayne, PPGWalter.com, WillFlyPPG.com, DP.com. I don't know what David Perry's is, but <laughs> never trust Skinny Chef Shane. I don't remember Skinny Chef Shane's uh, uh dot com. I think it's PPG something. I don't know. <sighs> one more time, just for you, Sean. Just one more time, because you're, you know, you're older and you're forgetful. <laughs> it is ppgshane.com. And you got a show tomorrow. What are we going to talk about tomorrow? It's, it's uh, nice tomorrow. to be able to. It's nice to be able to hang out a little bit, to, you know, on your show. Um, I, I, I tried to be on there, but you know, I know it's your show and I listened to it, but I got so much stuff going around the house. Do you have a, a theme tomorrow or? Yes, we are actually going to talk about, um, the basics of starting and, um, editing video. Oh, cool. Um, so a lot of people have like myself, I, I don't know too much about computers. I'm new at editing videos and stuff. And uh, we're going to have uh, Paramotor NC and Will Fly um, do a kind of a, it's not going to be the whole show. It'll probably be the first 30, 40 minutes of the show, just talking about basics. What, what, uh, first of all, why are you making videos? Two, how to put a story together. That is my biggest problem. Like I've, I shoot so much video and then when I upload it, I don't know how to make a story out of that. Mm -hmm. So, we're just going to kind of go over the basics of getting started. And if, if it works out well, we'll, we'll talk about doing a, another part of uh, another segment of it. Um, if people are interested in it and uh, just trying to get more creators to create better video, I guess. So if Sorry. I make a, so if I make a video, I can put it together and uh, do a how-to video, and I can show it on your show tomorrow. 
Uh, sure. I think I think Ben I think Ben is uh, maybe doing a five minute clip, and we're gonna just cut it together, and you know he can show his technique of whatever program he's running because there's a hundred programs, thousands of programs out there. But uh, I believe Will and Ben use the same program. I use a completely different one. Mm-hmm. Um, so hopefully I can maybe throw something together too. I have to uh, get home and throw that together as well. This might give me the opportunity to kind of throw one together for tomorrow because I haven't I haven't posted a video. I go out and do I go out and fly when I get the chance, like this last weekend. I do I have lots of video, but it's like. I just don't have any time, but I think tomorrow what I'll do is I'll make time and I'll do a how to I do the video. Okay, no, that's fine. Perfectly fine. Bless you, Dave. <laughs> Thank you. How long does it take to do a video? Like, you know, let's say, well, I suppose it depends on how much you're going to fill it up. But uh, Shane, your videos are great. Um, I think you need to talk a little bit more. Uh, I know you do a lot, and I like it. You laugh a lot. You laugh at yourself. Well, the reason I don't talk too much, Walter, or I cut it out, is because half the time I'm making noises. I'm making the wee and the whoa. And, like, I'm up there enjoying – I'm enjoying myself. I don't think anybody wants to hear that. Yes, we do. Yes, we do. Yes, we do. people want to hear yeah this last this last clip i left a lot of that in there and i cringed the entire time but the gator uh, count did you see them gators all <laughs> two thousand of them <laughs> yeah, there was there was a bunch of them but <laughs> i i personally have never flown over a pond or a lake whatever you want to call it that large i would say that pond is less than a mile in diameter oh, and and I have never seen that many gators concentrated into one area. I was dumbfounded. I was just like, dude, I can't believe there's just, and that was the first time I flew over. I literally never flown over that lake and decided to go down the, the bank. And when I seen the first alligator, I was like, whoa, okay, let's see how many there are. And they hmm. just kept, just kept coming. Will. Hey. Well, you flew over it once and then you did it again, okay? Now that's crazy if you know all the alligators down there. No, that's the only time I ever, I have literally ever flown over that lake was that one and only time. And it was, it was just absolutely mesmerizing how many alligators that are in in big. If I I started going down over that, I'd cut my throat before I got to the ground. So, Jane. Will, Will, yeah. your your uh, Swanee video was ten minutes and forty one seconds. How long did it take for you to edit that? Oh, about fifteen minutes or so. Oh, stop oh, it! <laughs> no. Oh, Sweet. stop it! You can't even upload video that long. <laughs> ten fifteen minutes. <laughs> You've got an awesome computer, man. <laughs> yeah, right. Really fast computer. <laughs> um. Gosh, that's hard to say, but I mean, hours and hours it takes to edit a video. I mean, just for a single video. Oh yeah, just for a single video. Not guess well, I'm not going to post any videos. There's some oh. ways of making it uh, a lot quicker, 
And that's the way I do it. I use uh, iPhone. I use iMovie. I slap it together really quick on the iMovie. Then I move it over to uh, my computer to put the music on. It doesn't take that long to put together a video if you have plenty of time. Look at all those alligators, dude. Yeah. yeah. So I you had... see many, many gators that day, Shane? Yeah, just a few. So, I, why, um... so why didn't you foot drag that water? Yeah. That would have been so much more... Yeah. More interesting. Hey, there was would look two like my times, There was two times in this video, I got a little low and I was like, "What are you doing? They can jump. Get up a little higher." <laughs> like, what are you doing? Again, again. At this point, I figured I'd run out of alligators. Like I figured they were all just the ones that I saw already. I had no idea that they were just littered on this pond. And in the video, if you go back, you can see the alligator heads way up in front of me, and they just kind of sink down. There's some that wait to the last minute to splash and everything. And then there was a couple that were like, I'm too big to worry about you. And I was like, those are the ones I need to be 10 foot off the water for, for sure. And this this area here wasn't bad, because if I did have a motor out, I had plenty of LZ. Well, how but high up are you right there? Probably 20 oh, feet, maybe. Not very. Oh. Yeah, but the, uh, so if, you, I mean, if you're going to your motor went out, you just hang a quick right left. There. Yeah, that was my game plan the entire time. Quick left and and run. <laughs> and, and, <laughs> yeah. Who's doing, who's doing Actually, the video? I mean, who's playing the video? I, I'm, I'm playing you it. Um, it up just a little bit there. What's that? Okay. Ooh. Well, Ooh. could you back it up just a little bit there as he's going over? The gators, they're reacting to your flight, aren't they? Yeah. They're, so they're are they like trying to? This one, this one right here. If you look between my legs, you'll see him splash just as I get. And I do not want to look Boom. between your legs. Like he's opening his mouth there. <laughs> he's like, I want to eat this one. That That's is your big next one of those goldfish video crackers, right there, Sean. I mean, Shane. Oh, what's that? That's well, your next uh, TikTok video right there. Yeah, yeah. No. the the very first one when I first started coming around the pond, he was all the way out of the water, and he started walking back to the water, and then splashes in. I was just like, "Oh my god!" And then when I hit the next alligator, I was like, "Are you kidding me, dude?" Look at the and size then of that. It just kept coming, and I was just like, "Holy crap!" I can't believe. I figured, honestly, when I made that first corner, I didn't expect to see another alligator. And my biggest concern was scaring the pelicans right here. Just so you know, there goes another one. <laughs> you probably but, had what, like around this lake, 40, 50 gators? There, More than that? If, if I oh. go back and do screen by screen and look out and at the alligator eyes, the ones that went just kind of under, there, there's over 60 gators that are on film. Man, they need Crazy. to expand gator season. Oh, man. That is the only hunting that I don't do, only because I don't hunt anything that can eat you. What's There's the no room. What's the pond for, Shane? What's the what? What's the pond for? What uh, the lake? Whatever it is. This is this is to a power plant. You can see off to the left here of this on the screen. You see that the, it, it's their power plant. I don't know if it's their cooling. Um, they yeah, use this I, pond for cooling or whatever for the whatever. Yeah. I, 
I'm not going to try to sell you on. I know what the hell goes on in the power plant other than they make power. But uh, yeah. yeah, it's, it's, um, it's obviously warm for them. Uh, water coming back would be always warm. So yeah. And, and we're in Florida, so it's always warm anyways. <laughs> but, but I did ask a question during this flight. I was like, there's this many gators. What do they eat? There can't be that much food for all of them to be getting. I know they don't eat every day. I know they don't, you know, here's my tree smacking. Yeah. Like, you see all the, yeah. You see all the trees yeah, right that's there. A good, that's a good place to hang a left. Yeah. <laughs> when gators overpopulate an area and they start to run out of food they just eat each other yeah i know they, they obviously haven't run out of food yet because there's too many of them and actually on this on this landing uh well i actually got an updraft i don't even know where it came from but i came in the land and i went up about 10 feet which literally just put me so far past my lz yeah was there concrete or anything that you flew over before nope. that? Nope. But look yeah, at that, this... dude. Oh, hey, that's dude. you right there. This was nice. And uh, your aura, your shadow yeah. in the middle. That's beautiful. That just makes me want to cry right now. Oh, wait till you get in it. I mean, to taste it and to just... It's awesome. I... I... See Aura down the bottom right, uh, bottom yeah. left. Yeah, that yeah. right there. When you see it in real life, that is more amazing than any picture ever. Yep, that's so yeah. cool. You've got yeah, you've got. I would, I would freeze frame this video and blow that up and make a poster and hang it on my wall. I'd put it on that halo. Bye -bye. That's so cool. Yeah, the, the thicker it is, the uh, better it comes out, DP. Yeah. There it is again. That's that's just amazing. And going through it is freaking awesome. Dancing in the cloud, dude. It's all. It's just y'all are blessed. That's it. Oh, well, you'll be there soon. Yeah. You got to pick a school and 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 just do it. Yep. Oh my gosh. Can't imagine. Yeah, when you get above the clouds, it is absolutely amazing. Oh, and it's warmer too. I, I've I've gone up. Yeah. When it was cold on the ground, I get above the clouds and the and it calms down and it's warm. It's like oh, this Did is great. Do they reflect the heat? And then, yeah. And then you get Maybe. down below the clouds and it's cold and windy again. It's like what the hell did I just do? It's like I'm on a different planet. Well, just remember, Dave, going going through the clouds, it gets it gets turbulent. But just mm -hmm. keep throttling and keep going. We never it's, go through the clouds. Yeah, he didn't say through the clouds. He meant right, up through, through that the hole. hole in the clouds. Right. Well, yeah. yeah through I the clouds you. is I hear you, We don't do that. We go through the hole in the cloud. On a day like this, though, you do probably go through a little bit of cloud, right? Nope. You can't do that. It's illegal. Nope. We go through the yeah. hole. It's a rock. Okay. Yeah, we go down, through the wait. hole, not through the cloud. What cloud? Well, it, what, uh, what, how insane. Uh, probably only about eight to nine hundred feet. Those the, that was the fog that rolled through and then started lifting, so it got higher and higher. Um, I always like seeing the shadow of myself when I'm flying like this. This is really cool. 
That's so cool. And that's the only reason why that shot, because there's nothing going on. That's the only reason that shot was in there, because you could see my shadow on the ground. Sun's behind you. But you know, maybe, maybe one of these days we just need to do a let's look at all of the cool videos that we have yeah. and just do a video podcast of all the cool stuff that we've done and seen. Absolutely. So my wife asked me why I didn't. I went from the clouds to the ground, back to the clouds. I said, because that's how it went in order. I was in the clouds and I went to the ground and the wind sucked. So I went back up to the clouds and it was nice. So now we're just trying to bank off the clouds and well then when you you, you you went back down through the hole you can't tell you can't tell but he is at least 500 feet away from the clouds but it's really hard to tell when when you see it in uh in the gopro that's that's one thing i always do when i'm driving and i'm looking up at the clouds is try to determine how high they really are and i have no no idea i have no um what's, what's the word i'm thinking of um you but all you have an idea because you go up into there and you know your altitude. But for somebody that hasn't flown and you're on the ground looking up, it's it's really hard to judge how high they are. Yeah, there's there's been times I'm like, I'm going to go catch that cloud and I'm climbing. I'm like, okay, well, clearly that cloud's a lot higher than I thought it was. <laughs> okay. Abort, abort, abort. <laughs> yeah. Is that but how you, you made see- it up to your one mile? Shane, you were trying to catch a cloud up there? No, I shoot, I would never. But but you can see through these clouds constantly. It wasn't like so thick that you couldn't see the ground at any point. It's yeah, really I hear, amazing I hear a when, lot. You, when you see it on GoPro, it looks like it's all foggy and you can't see. But, you know, in real life, when you're looking, it's clear as a bell. Yeah, I was yeah. just going to say, there's so many videos where people say, you probably can't see it with the GoPro, but. You know, whether it's a bird or something on the ground. And actually, I was coming in to land, but then I realized. Yeah, well, when I come in the next time to to land, um, there was a pilot getting ready to take off, and I wasn't directly into the wind. So I kind of just did a Passover just to make sure I was going correctly, which I wasn't, which I'm glad I did. So you you buzzed the LZ when people were trying to go off? (laughs) What you were just saying was a bad thing to do. <laughs> yeah, check this out. So this is this is where I I gotta not go over the. They ask you not to fly over the, the the hangers, which I didn't do. But then I try to avoid this tree, which I barely did. And now I've got to turn to go into this. This is the landing that uh, Rippa got. But look at this. It's just. Oh, that was cool. Beautiful. Yeah, that was just a, a quick bleep. Let me oh, watch that again. Man, you hit freeze frame there. I know you did. Yeah, you <laughs> nailed it. Yeah, so you just did yeah. the elevator. We just the go, power Ooh. of editing. Yeah. <laughs> but if you watch Ripple's video, this is the same video that he took of me, the same landing. That was a nice elevator shot. And Rip Man paused his, too. Yeah. Exactly. So the stories match. I got you. I kind I ended up kiting that wing for like over a minute trying to walk back to my uh camper and our trailer. And uh now I was like, all right, set it down. I'll figure it out later. Cause it kept pulling me backwards. I was like, no, I don't want to go that way. But yeah, it was it got it got pretty gusty. 
You're lucky you're not in Australia and they're not Crocs, man. They'll fucking jump up to get you there. Sorry, swearing. Oh, if there was Crocs, I would be 2,500 feet above the water. <laughs> Crocs right, so, so I'm looking at our calendar of, uh, of uh, what we're going to be doing in the future. We got somebody on the 12th, the 19th, and the 26th of April. However, we don't have anything for May. So how about May 3rd, we do uh, um, paramotor videos that we think is really cool that we've done on the panel and just do videos like this, just talk about what we did. Okay. That'd be awesome. Let's do yeah, that. Yeah, because people, you know, you guys, I'm sure roll your eyes at this, but you're in a way you're a bit of, um, not stars, but you know, it's, it is kind of on that level. Like I watch all y'all's videos and before I got to meet any of you all in person, um, that's all I did. And that's all I still do. So you got to figure there's some people out there that might hop on line that when you're watching your videos, it's nice to hear kind of what's going on or where you are, or, you know, some more particulars about it. Um, yeah. I know me anyway, I'd love to hear all that. It's great, you know, listening to you, Shane, while we're actually watching your video. I, I will tell you right now, somebody asked about a chase cam, and this would have been perfect timing for a chase cam because you could oh, actually yeah. see the, the gators that waited to the last second that are out under, uh, that are under me that decided to, to go under. Um, that chase cam would have caught it all. And if you would have done like a, maybe like a 40 foot, line behind it so the camera would be almost water level <laughs> that would be awesome <laughs> until one snaps your cam <laughs> that's all right he can have it at that point <laughs> oh hey before i forget I, because i've forgotten three times now um i was looking at the calendar on i think ppg zone for fly-ins and there was one i think it was called sun and fun yeah that's in florida okay so in that circumstance that's like an air show as well is that right and yeah there's maybe just, a separate area where ppg people hang out so they have a time frame so we're allowed maybe like an hour in the morning and an hour in the afternoon to fly and they're going to charge us like 45 dollars a day or something to fly there i'm like uh and that joker is like two hours from my house i'm like no i won't do that okay so bad apples is is totally not something like that this is just no. ppg Yes, it'll all be okay. power paragliders. Um, you may have some uh, PPCs, which are the power parachutes. Those, um, when you start flying, you'll learn to stay away from those guys because they create really bad um, rotor. They're they're a lot bigger than us. A lot Wait, bigger. Oh. Okay. Bad. Let's talk about do's and don'ts at a fly-in. This is uh, Shane's video if you want to go back and check it out. Woohoo! Oh, look at that! <laughs> oh, look at her! I never even remembered that. Oh my god! And tell you what, the, the flamingo's been quiet tonight. Yeah, I'm trying to get her to come out of her shell. She's she's a slow goer, but when she does, I think it's gonna be she's gonna be the 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 number one on the show. To be honest, yeah. What's conference call? Oh, John I mean, Wayne left us. I didn't even exactly. realize John Wayne left us. <laughs> Yeah, we'll, his we'll wife, tell his you. wife needed to use the bathroom. <laughs> <laughs> we'll, well, we'll tell you, Sean, the other night, Jade uh, did a uh, Facebook live, or not a live, but a 
conference call with a bunch of us. And she was just, I'm like, you can do it here, but you can't do it on YouTube. She's like, it's different. No, it's it's exact same thing. Exactly the same thing. So I got to get out of here too as well, guys. Um, Yeah, me too. It's 1030. We had another long podcast, but hopefully everybody uh, enjoyed it. If you haven't uh, done so already, go over to ppgzone.com ppgzone.com and make a free account that way you can keep up with us figure out where we're going all the different fly-ins if you have or have not flown yet um you can talk with some people figure out where the pilots are in your area by looking at the interactive map uh check out ppgshane.com and check out his shenanigans and his uh, YouTube videos, and of course, he's going to be on tomorrow. Check out willflyppg.com off his cool shenanigans and his awesome video work. David Perry, we're still working on a uh, place over there where we can uh, check out his stuff. And go to ppgwalter.com and check out his shenanigans on YouTube or wherever. It won't accept me, uh, Because you're in Australia? I don't know. I'll go and put in whatever password and zero and wants another password. Yeah, that's because it's upside down. You're in Australia. (laughs) My head and type it in. All right. Well, we'll we'll definitely talk about. Hey, do me a favor and uh, text. uh, Can you text me or email me, Walter, and we'll we'll get that taken care of. Yep. No worries. All right, guys. Good night. Thank you. Good night, everybody. Have a great evening. Thank you so much for joining us tonight. Good night. We'll be back tomorrow at, no, not tomorrow. Yeah, tomorrow on Shane's at ppgshane.com. You're listening to us right now at clearproptv.com and also PPG Grandpa's Paramotor Podcast on your favorite podcasting app. Also, paratalk.org. Hey, if you want to win some money, give us a five-star review at PPG Grandpa's Paramotor Podcast on your favorite podcasting app, especially uh, iTunes, because I can see that. If you have another podcasting app that you like and you give us a five-star rating, do me a favor, take a screenshot of that. Go over to ppgzone.com. Let me know that you have given me a five-star review on this audio podcast and you're entered into a $50 and $100 real cash uh, spinning wheel of winning things. Yes, absolutely. So make sure you go there and check that out. Thank you very much for listening. Have a wonderful evening. and We'll see you next week on clearproptv.com. PPG Grandpa's Paramotor Podcast. And what's that last one? Come on, guys. You know it. Paratalk.org. Come on. <laughs> you guys, I'm telling you. All right, we're gonna kill the note. We're gonna kill the live stream and we appreciate you guys. Have a great evening. See you guys. All right, live stream is gone, and now we're gonna kill the last audio, and then we can talk really quick privately so nobody can hear us. So thank you very much for listening. We'll catch you next week on clearproptv.com. Thank you very much for listening to this podcast. I'm going through a car wash right now. I wanted to do this outro in a car wash. So here we go, through the car wash. What is your favorite car wash? Do you go through the automatic ones? Do you spray down your car? Do you wash your car at home? Leave me some comments down below. I love going through the car wash. I got the unlimited package over here where I live. 
and I go through the car wash, my goodness, um, at least once a day, if not three times. It has this major spray thing, so we're going to go through the big spray thing right now. Can you hear it? I don't know how well this thing picks up noise in the car. supposed to have like noise canceling but I don't know if it does and if you're listening this long three hours three and a half hours of a podcast and then you're hearing this outro going through a car wash you're either really bored or you just want to hear me go through a car wash man I love 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 our podcast it is so cool And I love going through car washes. And I love flying paramotors. Man, I tell you what, there's so many things I love. It's awesome. I love life. Can't beat it. I tell you what, I should be dead right now, so I'm always happy. I don't care about the drama that's going on out there in in uh, podcast land and real life land and paramotor land. I just don't care. I love life and I want to be happy. And that's it. Going through the nice jet at the very end to drive my car. And I got a full day's work. Then tonight, we're going to get together and hang out with Shane on his show at dbgshane.com. Thank you for listening. This is Sean Simons, DPG Grandpa, DPG Grandpa's Paramotor Podcast. Also, clearproptv.com and paratalk.org. And we are done.